0: Bearcat Bounce Podcast, back at it again. As always, Brent Young, joined alongside two comrades, two fellas that have the same exuberance, the same excitement, the same, uh, shall we say, optimism following what has been an unbelievable weekend plus for the Cincinnati Bearcats. Aaron Smith and Chad Brendel, fellas, how are we?
1: I would have gone with the same
0: je ne sais quoi. Gonna say quoi? Pretty good, but I got to take a phone call.
2: So you guys get started, and I'll be here in a minute.
0: Okay, Pretty Dad. good. Sounds good. Thank you. That was Chad, Aaron. busiest
1: man, busiest man in the city. Unbelievable. How
0: are we? How are we, Dude, Aaron?
1: I mean, I don't know which direction you're planning to start with. I'm assuming
0: we're we we got to stay with the fresh. We got to stay with what is hip, and that but, is the 20 point victory over. The number fourteen team in the country. I, I mean, you, you can't really just say, shall we just bounce over to, to football? We got our, we got to dump everything out as emotional as it is right now for basketball.
1: I think you start with just saying, "Holy shit, oh man!" Because what, what else can you say about that? Not much. Not much. Like the whole evening. I mean, I think over the course of the last couple seasons, we got to a point where if you were down fifteen you pack it in and you just hope you make it through the game without an injury. Right. And tonight I I felt some of those same sentiments starting to leak in if I'm being honest Mm -hmm. and I'm like, Oh no, we're not doing this again. And this team did not give up. And I mean, as I'm sure we'll, we'll hit on plenty I think tonight showed that you can run a 10 man rotation successfully and yeah. it made a world of difference.
2: Yeah. I mean that's that's a big thing. Illinois didn't they don't they're not deep. They they didn't run many bodies out there. Their their dudes were their dudes. And when Cincinnati got rolling they didn't have anything to switch up the momentum. They didn't have anything to change the tempo, change the pace, change the flow of things and it just got so dale and cincinnati didn't sprint past them they rocketed past them
1: on the legs of mike saunders jr yeah
2: like it it was it was like a like a you know like a indie car in brent's you know to to play to brent's neighborhood it was like an indy car yeah
3: that
2: that that blew an engine (laughs) like in the middle of the race
1: you were blew an engine you were finishing on the phone and i said you know the last couple seasons down 15 and you're packing it in and hoping you make it through this game without an injury. And I felt yeah. some of those same sentiments start to leak in a little bit. And all of a sudden it was not that, that was not the case.
2: Hey, we talked about this on the PTP Tuesday after, after we saw them change the momentum of a game again. I mean, this has happened in five games yeah, where they've had a stretch where they're not playing. Well, Wes Miller calls a timeout. Team comes out of said timeout and is just a completely different team. Their defense, the final 30 minutes of that game was
0: unbelievable. Locked down. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, think about it, guys. You're sitting there, you know, Chad, you're at the grail, Aaron. It looks like you watched it in Athens. And and with 13, 35 left. In the bog in in the first half, it's nineteen to four. Kofi Coburn, who is, I, I mean, I thought unstoppable. He he looked like he was going to go on to score something along the lines of, oh, is, is someone getting another phone call?
2: No, I'll <laughs> just tap my phone's exploding. You're, you're
0: yeah. See that that's what happens. That, you know, I had a friend text me, and you know, it was kind of in jest, and he said he said, hold it up, wait a minute, is is Cincinnati football or is Cincinnati basketball better right now? Tell me who the better team is. And he's a big Notre Dame fan, this, that, and the other. So it's always fun getting people to jump on the bandwagon as here we are. But still, Kobe Coburn is a potential player of the year in all college basketball. One of the favorites, really, up there with Drew Timmy of Gonzaga and a couple other names. But, but if you toss it in, he came out there, and he looked like a man possessed – Looked like the Bearcats had absolutely no answer for him. He was going to be the reason why all of us had to kind of take the beginning of the season with a grain of salt. And then all of a sudden, as you guys mentioned, Wes Miller makes a change, and they somehow completely take Kofi Coburn out of the game. And so, go ahead. I don't Kofi. think he made
2: a change. He said they just started doing what right, they started probably what they're adhering doing. Yeah. to the game plan. Kofi was down with the guards and and pestering him and getting keeping him from getting he was he was getting the ball one inch from the rim like of course he's going to dominate you like that
1: yes Kofi was supposed to be a first round pick last year let's not forget that and now yeah. they're talking about him being a top five top ten guy and Cincinnati had I mean when when you get the ball down low and all of a sudden you have three guys all over six nine around you. What are you supposed to do? Good luck going up with it. Good luck kicking it out to
0: anybody. And they made that adjustment, and it was game-changing. And and our man, Mark Enthusi Adams, he he loves the Bearcats, by the way. But he – Not the first half. He touched
2: The first half he did after they – He did. They took the lead at halftime.
1: Right, And the last minute of the game was when he finally said something good. They finally acknowledged the run Cincinnati well, was on. To they be fair, they finally
0: acknowledged Cincinnati. They were just all over Illinois. Prior to, to be that. fair, to be fair, and Chad, you know this. It's it, it's kind of the play by play guy and the producer that steers the ship, and then it's going to be enthusiasm who comes in with the color. So so he he was just going with the game plan. He's just being a great role player, but he pointed out something that I think was 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 pretty awesome about. Kofi Coburn, how last season he averaged what, 0.2 assists, is what he said. Which, which, you know, extrapolated over a season is just really not very good, which means he's he has not learned how to pass out of the post yet. He hasn't really learned that part of the game where you don't have to go to the basket every single time, which which Wes obviously clung on to, and Wes developed that game plan and came, came up with it spectacularly. And then after that, the defense was just unbelievable. They Closed out better than they have all season. They just, it seemed like they did every single thing right. And then offensively, we always talk about who's going to be that player when the, when, when the clock's running down. Who's going to be the player to get you the bucket, this, that, and the other. I mean, Jeremiah Davenport made some monster shots in the second half that were. He, he
2: was bad, bad to start that game. Oh, he so was for so him, bad. For him to get back on track like that says a lot about Jeremiah, says a lot about Wes, because. He was headed for a a train wreck of a game the way he looked over the first eight minutes, and for whatever it was, like, he he found it.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and and another crazy thing was at the end of the first half, the Bearcats finished making only one of their last eight shots. When you're down 15 in the beginning of the game, and you only finish one of eight from the field to close out the first half, yet you go into halftime with a lead, that – that I'm, I'm sorry to say, it, that's Bearcat basketball. That's defense. That's toughness. That's being the team that's more aggressive out on the court, and that's what this team was. That's the reason why they had that huge spark and that huge comeback. It wasn't that they drained a couple, you know, a bunch of threes in a row and all of a sudden had had Illinois on their heels. No, they they dominated Illinois with toughness and with defense. I I'm so happy right now, and it's it's a hard to get hard to really form a lot of sentences, but I mean. An unbelievable game. Jeremiah Davenport finishes with 19. He wasn't the team's leading scorer. It was someone who came off the bench, someone who West said is, is a starter, and he had that conversation with him before the first game. Mike Saunders, man. Mike Saunders Jr. is, you know, they they keep saying Ty Lawson. They keep bringing up the uh, comparisons to Ty, Ty Lawson, this, that, and the other. And they're saying, you know, he isn't Ty Lawson. I mean, you got to start saying, man, I, I mean, sure, he's not Ty Lawson. He's, he's Mike Saunders jr. And games like this and games against Memphis, it really seems like he really steps up when the competition is at its highest.
2: He reminds me more of um, who was the guy, Texas, that TJ Ford. Okay. That played with Durant. That was as fast end to end with the ball as, as anyone. I remember, I mean, like he just flew and Mikey has that. One man fast break. I mean, I re- I re- remember last year I talked to like he reminded me of like a like what Peyton Siva used to do for Louisville, right? Where you just get the ball to him, and next thing you know, it's two points. Yeah, and you're like, what What the hell just happened? How did he get to the rim? But for me, again, talked about it here last week. Talked about it on on PTP last week. Say it for me, getting to the line and using making them. That speed to hang fouls on guys, get to the free throw line, go nine of ten, and he was five of six from the floor. Like, and and he made a three. Right. But a lot of the five of six was stuff finishing at the rim. He had the one little mid range that he pulled up and hit. But that's how you have. That's how you turn a twelve point game into a twenty point game.
0: Right. And he has
2: the ability to do that because he just gets people so uncomfortable right because he's so fast and defensively you're shook once he does that to you a couple times because mm-hmm. now i got that i did my job i got back and he still beat me to the spot and laid it in you know so, and, and that makes defenses very uncomfortable
1: i think he's the most disciplined player with the ball in his hands as far as not forcing a shot that isn't there not yeah like especially behind the line like he won't he won't just out here just throwing stuff up like he, he if he's going to take the shot it's going to be one that he has also kind of touching on the Ty Lawson comparison yeah he's got the speed but I don't I think he's got a softer touch than Ty Lawson had personally yeah
0: so the the thing about these games uh, T.J. Ty
2: Ford is-, is the comp I think T.J. Ford is the comp
0: I think I think it's an excellent comp so the the thing about these games against these high-level teams, high-level players is that you you have to have some something elite about you in order to you know keep up and then do better than your than your opposition. And that's what Mikey has. And I I mean he he did it last year against Memphis. He did it again this year against Illinois who's been the best team that we faced so far. And I, you know I think he's he's gonna be one of those players as his shot continues to develop which I mean it looks good right now. And as you said, that little mid-range, I think he found a sweet spot because you see him drive determined there, get to the spot, and then make the shot. So, I don't know. I, I, Mikey Saunders is, is becoming one of, the, uh, one of the hidden gems on this roster that is just absolutely deep. And, and speaking of deep, guys, you know, Abdullah goes out and gets two fouls. Odio Guama gets out two fouls. Victor Locken checks in and I think Victor Locken completely changed the game as well. Him and Mike, Mike Saunders together, but man, big Vic. I Everyone talks about him and, and rightfully so, but he is something, man. He is unlike, I can remember the Bearcats so did, did really you, ever
2: having. Did you like the, the, the new nickname?
0: No.
1: No? No, I'm still, I'm still Victor locked in. Like that's, it, I'm, I'm rock,
2: rock hard Vic is so much better than Victor locked in. No. Rock hard Vic.
1: It's, it's everybody wants to go with the big, big thick energy and all that. Like just yeah, that's
2: why. That's why if you're going to do it, you got to come up with a variation. You can't uh, go with big Vic energy because big thick energy is already a thing. Rock hard Vic.
1: Let's move on from the pee pee jokes. <laughs> okay. he's locked in. Locked he's in. locked in. Turn the key, he's
3: locked
2: in. <laughs> Victor Lockett, guys. Wow. You know, what, you know what that reminds me of? Half-baked with the guys in the back of the car. What hey, "Motherfucker, said ice cream? <laughs> <laughs>
3: wow. He said locked in. <laughs>
0: I'm all for all of them. All for all of them. But, but I don't know. Vic, Vic had no fear out there today. Um, None I, it, whatsoever. It, and you've got a he player never does. right, and you got a player that was, in a way, you might say it was probably inflicting some fear on Abduladou a little bit in the beginning of the entire team.
1: I mean, that reverse layin he had was maybe the smoothest shot of the whole game. Yeah,
2: second game in a row he's done that. Remember last? Yes, time, it was last game. He
1: had right the before offensive the cramps.
2: rebound. Yeah, that he that he came all the way back on the other side and laid it in.
0: And then he has a little drive that he can kiss off the glass. I mean, it's just – he's he's really someone that uh, – I, I mean, it's – I'm sure Wes probably just thanks whoever he thanks every single day that Victor Locken <laughs> randomly got healthy, and then all of a sudden he was like, wow, okay, this is what we've got. It, it, well, it is a player that – I mean, everyone keeps throwing out crazy comparisons for Vic. I'm going to say it. Like, Vic is still – He's, he's not young age-wise, I don't think, but, but eligibility-wise, he's, he's young. I mean, he, he really can develop himself into an NBA player. It's, it's not crazy to say that at all.
2: No, he can – I mean, he's, a, he's an NBA – like, if he can – Right now, almost, if, yeah. If, if he can show a perimeter game, he's what fours look like in the NBA now. They're 6'10", 6'11", they can move laterally. I mean, he's not a crazy athlete, but he's more than adequate as an athlete.
0: His health like, defense at times in the game today, he, he blocked numerous times at the rim.
2: Well, he had, he had one on the perimeter where he was on a guard for a second, and the guard tried to shake him. And Vic was like, What's up, bro? I got you. <laughs>
1: right. I got he you. Was, he was born July 30th, 2001. So he's 20 years old right now.
2: That's not bad for a redshirt freshman. Nope. That's about normal.
1: Right. At least, at least according to. Where the information that we have, I know sometimes some of that can get lost in the yeah. transition.
0: Well, you got Abdul Adu telling uh Bob Mangine that they're the same age, but Abdul's still playing and, and Mangine isn't, so <laughs> you really don't know at this point. But no, I mean, I, he Vic has just done so much right, and he's he's still only playing around 15 minutes a game. I I mean, do you, do you think that's something that continues? I nine points eight minutes and sorry, nine points eight rebounds. In 15 minutes, that's just, that is impressive.
1: I think when he's on the floor, regardless, I mean, they're going to find ways to get him on the floor, but when he comes in, they put him in, in pressure positions and his hustle encourages everyone else's hustle. When he's out there, there's no give up from anybody on the floor because they all see what he's doing out there with the random like tipped passes or, or just touch dribble. Like, I mean, dude's all over the
0: place all the time and does not stop. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Cincinnati 74th on the Ken Palm, a quick rise up of about 24 spots. You know, coming into this game, Illinois was the number one team in defensive efficiency. Sure. It was only three games and a very small sample size, but you're talking about putting 71 points on, on what was supposed to be one of the best defensive teams in the country. That That is just, it, it's extremely impressive. And I mean, I, it's, it's still without a, a true – I don't think they have really anyone that breaks anyone down other than Mikey gets those line drives. Mikey can, can create his own shot. David, at times, can do it as well when his shot's falling. It's just so complimentary is what this team is. It's just – it's crazy to see.
1: 50 to 15 run, Brent. Yeah. I think that says it all. Like that's A lot of absolutely runs. Absolutely insane. Defense. To, Defense, well, well, defense, defense,
2: defense, and tempo. Because when when you watched, like when Illinois got into half their half court defense, you could tell it's Brad. It's a Brad Underwood team. Their half court yeah. defense is outstanding. When they, they were. were able to get into their half court defense, Cincinnati hit some tough shots, but but you could see cracking the code on Illinois half half court defense was very difficult. And they just said, "Let's go." Beep, beep, right. Get the ball, get to the rim, beat them back, you know, and, and make them scramble so that they didn't ever really have a chance to get set and get comfortable. I mean, you know, and, and that's the thing. Like if you, if you're going to try to play them in their half court defense and just say we're going to beat your half court defense, you're going to get your ass kicked.
0: <laughs> right.
2: And Cincinnati said, we, you know, we're okay. We're good. We don't want any part of that. Cincinnati fast break points 10. Illinois fast break points. I mean think Aaron Pop Quiz. Fast break points for Illinois.
0: 6. Brett, Brett, if 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 you're saying 10, I'm going to say like 2. 0. Wow. There we go. Zero. Second chance points,
2: 16 to eight. They doubled them up in second chance points. Mm -hmm. Points off turnovers, 13 to 12, which looked like it was going to be a massive issue in those first two segments, right?
0: Right, right.
2: Points in the paint against Illinois and Kofi Coburn, 28, 22. Advantage Bearcats. Once again. How about that? Once again. We go through the five points for categories, and Cincinnati leads in all five. I believe that is five games in a row. Oh, and we didn't get to bench points. Oh, uh, when them. they step up, when they step up in competition, we're not gonna, you know, they're probably not gonna get 35, 40 bench <laughs> points, right? Bench points, Cincinnati 33, Illinois 18.
0: I mean, would you bring Vic? And Mike Saunders off the bench, he's yeah. got to just be like, all right, all right. Cause I mean, I like, yeah, sure, David didn't have a crazy game at all. Yeah, and, and Odie as well. Yeah. But it, so, so the defensive side of things, Dave is DDJ is turning himself into like an elite on ball defender as well. Because you look at this Illinois team, sure, they have Corbello and they just got Kofi Coburn back, but Trent Frazier is supposed to be their number three or even their number two scoring option behind Kofi Coburn. Trent Frazier had 0 points. That's that's someone who's 9. Yeah, that's someone who scored 1500 points in his career at Illinois. Sure it's it's four full years, but it, it's a player that is a big-time scorer for Illinois. He was leading the team scoring 17 and a half points on the season. 0 points and David guarded him the entire game. It was a little throwback Michigan versus Illinois. Those those two know each other well. David said, "No way. Not today, Trent." No, 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 the finger wag. Can't do that, Corbello. <laughs> that's a that's a technical P- Can up. we talk? Can we
1: talk about the soft technicals on both teams, though? That was I thought that look, was garbage. If look,
2: I, I don't like it. But if you're gonna turn and scream and make eye contact with their with their coach and scream at him, you're gonna get technical.
1: I just thought it was garbage <laughs> on both. Like, let the kids play. Like, why are we doing this? It just seems a waste of everyone's time. Just don't look at their coach. Mm-hmm. I think that's why if he da- just
2: made the shot and screamed like into the into the abyss. I think that's that why nobody Davenport, would have said anything.
1: I think that's why Davenport always looks into there and screams because he knows that he can't look anywhere else and <laughs> not do that.
2: They're
1: gonna call it.
2: Like I think it's stupid as hell. But and the little finger thing, they're gonna call it if you do In it right. Somebody ways? like right at somebody. We're I'm gonna call it every away. time. Yeah. It's like that. Everybody was upset yesterday on, in the NFL. The guy pointed at at the defender as he was running into the end zone.
0: Clyde edwards yeah, yeah.
2: That is taunt. You taunted him. We. It's a dumb rule.
0: It's just a dumb but, rule. Yeah. No, it is. It is. But. But they, it's, a well. it's a rule. It's a rule. Chad's getting very angry about this. Uh, Look
2: at. You. No, I'm just saying. Like you gotta <laughs> no, know. know better. You got to know better because refs – nothing makes uh, – gives a ref uh, more of a rock-hard Vic
0: than Other getting to call that,
2: that, that taunting technical.
0: Or the block charge. The, the block charge, they, they get real pumped about, but the taunting tech. See, that's why rock-hard Vic is so good because you
2: can use it in so many ways.
0: I hate you. <laughs> you, you know what, though? At least they called it both ways. You know, yeah. In the end, if it would have been one thing if all of a sudden you saw like Kofi dunk and get in the face of – of someone and then not get a call, so it doesn't take
1: away from the fact that you're trash.
0: yeah, no, it is it is. Um, man, I, like you you watch that game and it's it's so funny looking at the first few minutes because the way that your your emotions just literally just go on like a roller coaster because it, watching the first few minutes, watching the team go down, it's like okay, Illinois is really good. From here on out, let's just see the team do a couple of good things. You know, maybe some good plays here that, that make me excited to see what they could do against Kansas State tomorrow. You know what I mean? I like it's it's the small things like that. And then all of a sudden they just they lock in. And I, I mean they, they play so hard. I, the main thing that all my friends texted me that aren't Bearcat fans, which is which those flood in after a win like that, is uh it's pretty cool. But um the main thing that they text me is that this this team is playing so hard. This team played so much harder than Illinois tonight. This team is a lot tougher than Illinois look tonight. And I don't think those are things that you've heard the past couple of years. And I, I think that that's something right now that really just reflects on the coach. And then once the coach is able to, to install that and, and instill that in, into his players, it's that's what they're out there doing. I mean, the John Newman chase down block, you know, Newman's shot that was fantastic. Yeah. Newman's shot isn't falling right now. And, you can tell with, with with the confidence that he shoots it with that they have fallen in the past and they might start to fall in the future. But his chase down block, I mean, that was a momentum play right there. It, like it, just all the small things that this team did, it's just phenomenal. I mean, every single player had an impact on the game. I mean that that rotation, Hayden Hayden Koval, and, and Mason Madsen and Odio Guama all played twelve minutes apiece. Everyone else played more than twelve minutes. That that is a deep and strong, and talented, and multifaceted lineup. I I don't know. This team is uh, it's doing it's doing certain things, and uh, it's really doing things well for me. Well, we talked early on in the season about like how are you going to get down to eight
1: an eight man rotation. I think this is what we're going to have. I think we're going to run ten deep, and yeah. we're going to have fresh legs. and And I I think that it's going to pay off in <laughs> dividends towards the end of the season that you have had ten guys rotating minutes as opposed to eight guys running way more minutes right
2: here here is here is where that has changed some the 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 calculus for that has changed some right where we were wondering if you were going to have two guys that were going to have to push into that
1: 30
0: 30 30 plus minute
2: 35 minute range we're on the wing with Newman and DeJulius right right well, Mason Madsen's played outstanding. His mm-hmm. like his defense is what the concern was. His he's been one of the better perimeter defenders on the team.
3: Mm-hmm. Like
2: he has really turned it up a notch. That that has allowed him to get onto the floor, and then because Mikey is playing so well, you can play Shuey at the two more, right? Right. So you can give David a rest. So like those questions that we had of like, how is this math going to work out? And the math before we, we, we saw what it looked like. The math was David and John or or Newman and Julius are probably going to have to creep into the thirties. And you've been able to keep them in that 25, 27 minute range because you've gotten what you needed from the other guys Um, and, and still do that and being able to keep Micah under 30.
0: Right.
2: Right. Because Micah's playing two spots. He's playing point guard when, when Mikey's not in, and he's playing off the ball when Mikey is in. Um, So the way that Wes has has balanced this has also been – is there anything this guy's done that hasn't been impressive yet?
1: Well, I know I was asking you off air before we started, and I, I think given the response, I think we can ask it here. I mean, when was the last time you saw a coach for Cincinnati make any type of adjustments in game that way that it had that type of, of an effect.
2: I mean, I think Mick was really good with, with adjustments, but I think that was more like halftime. Okay. Well, no, I, no, I think it was more like, okay, let's, here's a set. Like here's something to get us going. Here's, here's an, you know, we're coming back with the out of underneath out of bounds. Here's a set to get us going and try okay. to, to get, you know what I mean? Like using
1: just to get the flow, the of, game, the game going. The flow right. of
2: the game right. in your advantage. Wes, these guys just for whatever reason, man, like he's got the magic touch. Now, he did take one early, a timeout right before the under 16, and and that one didn't stick.
3: <laughs>
2: right. No. That, that one didn't work. But then he took another one, and a lot of coaches, they don't want to use that second first half timeout. Like, they, they for whatever reason, they want to keep them. I get it. Um, but they want to keep it. He said, no, I, I need it. And he went ahead and used that second first half timeout, and they came out of that thing, man, and everything changed. Everything changed. The, it
1: and was like the fast. It was, I mean, Mikey it was
0: like, Saunders
2: fast.
1: <laughs> Even before that timeout, that they were just, even on offense, they were sloppy with the ball, yeah. some of the passes they were making. Uh, they were flat
2: footed just... on defense. They weren't. Yeah. They they clearly weren't. But now that we, based on what Wes said, because Dan Horde asked him, you know, was, was there, what was the adjustment? And he, the adjustment was we started doing what the game plan was to do. <laughs> that, that, like, that, that, they started doing what we are asking of them. And boom, it worked. How about the other thing? 17 of 20 from the line.
0: Yeah, that's huge. Everyone was freaking out earlier in the year, which rightfully so, but now.
2: You had the right guys taking free throws. Five of six for Davenport, nine of 10 for Mikey, two of two for Micah. Vic had two, made one of two, which I'm surprised when he misses because his free throw stroke's pretty smooth. You know. um, but yeah that's i mean you only missed three free throws all night you had the right guys at the line you had the right guys attacking and, and getting fouled you had the right people with the ball in their hands it was it was clinical would for you 32 say, minutes it was, would you say it was eight minutes of us looking
0: at, yeah go ahead
2: it was eight minutes of everybody looking around at the the grail going probably should have stayed home tonight shouldn't we <laughs> pressure should, probably should have took this monday off and
1: that's, what I, that's what I opened said. should why I said the grail especially. <laughs> I mean, that's why I said to lead off the show. Like you kind of had those those sentiments leaking in because of what the the past regime kind of did to you, and it was not the case. Would, would you, have you have guess? Go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say, would you have guessed that Victor Locken led the team in rebounds?
2: Yeah, he was. He it. was. I'm, he was the one guy that like they couldn't that Illinois like had trouble with. Because they kind of pushed around Ado and Koval, mm-hmm. Odie. Right? They had their way with those guys. And then once Vic came in, it was like, give me
1: balls. Which goes back to my question last week that I asked both here and on PTP. But I'm all here for Davenport and Locking going back and forth as to who's the bigger energy guy. I'm, I'm here for all of that, all season well,
3: long.
2: I think if they're both playing the four, which – for the most part, that's that's been the rotation. It's been the case, or it's sure. been those two. You, you've got an energy guy on the floor for forty minutes.
1: Fantastic! Sign me up.
2: And you have Odie
0: tonight, yeah. And you have Odie's, Odie's low down low,
2: yeah. Odie's like batteries.
0: Yep, <laughs> he is double O batteries. Uh, you know, it's 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 safe to say that that bum, water, bum. Bum, 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 you I'm, didn't see that from. I didn't. I see mean, that? the UC Twitter tweeted it. So uh, Yeah, it was a thing, Aaron. So, so, geez, Aaron. Doesn't make it good. Wow. Oh, so you well, he's sweater. locked in. <laughs> he's locked in. But, no, I, it's, it's safe to say that water has found its level at the free throw line. Uh-huh. And then also, you know, how demoralizing must it be in the second half when you're really down and you're struggling and Cincinnati's poured it on, especially defensively and amping up the pressure, and then you look over and you have four players getting ready to check in. For Cincinnati yeah like they're bringing another wave. like it's so, like oh my gosh here we go PT, again
1: ptp guys are gonna get mad that i'm, I'm dropping this here because we'll I'll talk about it again tomorrow night but they've been like referring to this as the hockey shit line, line change. change yeah
0: yeah yeah i'd say that's that's safe to say yeah um i i don't know i i mean we could go on and on i like like even so the the fours and the fives and whatnot at one point you saw Vic posted up on on Jacob Grandison, who's you know six six, has some length and some size for Illinois and he and Vic kind of just bullied him and a foul was called. and immediately Underwood was like, nope, we got to get someone else in on on, on that Victor Locking guy. and they immediately subbed in Coleman Hawkins. So uh, Vic is gonna start to really cause some headaches, especially when, when he's with the second unit. Not many teams out there have a second unit player, is going to be able to really match the energy and the talent that, that Victor Lachan has, and it, it still sounds so crazy that I'm saying that. It sounds so have, crazy that I'm saying that. We have two of them,
1: between him and Mikey. It's unbelievable. I'm still, I'm still going Mikey. I, I know it's Mike now, but...
0: Ice? It's just Mike. Ice? Ice Mike?
1: It's, it's, for me, it's the hair. I, I don't know that I can stop calling him Mikey so long as he has the hair like
0: that. Ice. Ice Mike. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Tonight was fun, and it was fun coming into the game. I I had the nothing to lose mentality. I had the Bearcats literally have nothing to lose. Illinois needs to be the one, be the team that proves themselves. And on the flip on the
1: flip side of that coin, Brent. Yeah, the Bearcats are the only team that still has not lost in both football and basketball wow. this year. Wow.
2: All is- looks like it might looks like it might be a bitch though Arkansas looks pretty good
1: i mean people were saying the same thing about illinois at this point like yeah they didn't look
2: good against marquette though
1: i still I, I guess i just still don't know what we have in this team like i'm not ready to say that this team can take any team anytime yeah but i'm also to the point where even at down 10 down 15 down 20 i'm not ruling out anything at this point yeah
0: Defense, man. Defense, toughness. Defense travels. Yeah, that's that's the main thing that why I, that's why those Houston games got so off the rails last season was because defensively you couldn't lock in and and create back to back to back to back to back stops to give yourself a chance to come back. I mean, this it's not you know I said it earlier. Cincinnati didn't didn't you know light the nets on fire in the first half when they made their comeback. Sure, they hit some shots, but it was defense. It was re, you know, intensity. It was just energy. It was just coming waves at Illinois and then slowly chipping away. And all of a sudden you've got to lead momentum. So I don't know, like you said, in the
2: first I'm, half, in ahead. the first half, they shot 37% from the floor, 27% from three. The big thing was 11 to 12 from the free throw line, you had 11 points from the free throw line out of what was the first, uh, 34, 11 of 34 points were from the free throw line
0: and that's aggression and that's energy that right that's what leads to those impressive very impressive um anything else on on these go ahead
1: illinois was three for 22 from the three-point line i don't know that they're going to keep teams to anything close to that but that's still just you know as we're talking about impressive stats like that's something to hang your hat on
2: this is
0: wide open yeah
2: this is Brendel's bite's for the for the game. Because after <laughs> this, I got to go to bed. Because I got a fickle press conference tomorrow. I've got practice. I've got 9.30. 30 tomorrow night. Holy grail. Run it back. Like, we weren't planning on doing one for tomorrow night. But, but the but... sentiment at the holy grail was, well, we can't do this. And then not run it back. Like, you got to run it back. It's like, you got to pump it up. You got to run it back.
1: Do everything that you did tonight. do it again tomorrow
0: change nothing
2: unless you didn't go to the holy grail then go to the holy grail
0: (laughs) how was the energy tonight
2: good i mean it was it wasn't like our normal like full house rowdy because the grail is normally closed on mondays yeah right so they opened up just for us but we filled probably 75 percent of it 80 percent of it and there was good energy everybody was cheering. Good. I think there was a level, like, still a level of shock, like, as it, yeah, oh, yeah, oh as it continued to balloon, like, so you get it to three at halftime, and I think everybody expected, all right, now we've got, we're having a game in the second half, right? Yep. And I was standing, talking to a couple members and, a, and some old friends that used to work in the SID department, hi, Elise, mm-hmm. if she listens, hi, Mary, Mary doesn't listen, <laughs> um, and, and, all of a sudden it was like 12, like before the first media timeout, it was like 10, 12, like what the hell just happened? Like, Holy crap. What, what was it by? Yeah, it was, it, it was 11 by seven, three minutes gone in the second half it went from three to 11 and it just like non-stop just relentless yeah it was 11 at that second media timeout when i went back to
0: my table it was like yeah we,
1: we were like one for five at that point it was it was bad no
0: you know what it was in the second me? half oh in the second half you yeah, know what the it was second half where, where
2: it was the three and we thought it was like good second half back and forth yeah and next thing you know it's 11 before the first media timeout like damn aaron left for a minute so now i gotta catch right. him back because he jumped Sorry. in he jumped mm-hmm. in without knowing what was said like oh i know what the
1: I, I thought I did well because it was a tale of two cities.
0: You know what? You know you know what you weren't locked in, locked in. But you know what it was for me in the second half—the that deep three by Jeremiah Davenport yeah. as the clock was ticking down. That's when I, because because I'm a quiet watcher when I watch these games. But that that three went in. You. I well, well believe Ripley's believe it or not. So when that three went in. I let out a "Let's," sorry, Dan. Go like really loud, and uh, startled my girlfriend, and really probably probably woke up a couple other people around the area. So you hey, still you know, have girlfriend? Yeah,
2: man, that's impressive. Good
0: late, work, bro. Late nights are really really starting to get, get <laughs> it. I, um,
1: I just picture after they make a shot as they're running down the to the other side of the floor. You're like,
0: Bearcat team, back at it again might get some of those every once in a while (laughs) only if it's a very pretty good that was pretty good but you uh, got the
2: octave you got the octave almost down
0: (laughs) i appreciate it but no i i mean it's 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 exciting this is this is this team for them you can say throw everything away this team is just exciting it's it's fun to watch these games and and i don't think there's going to be any blowouts i i just don't think with with the way the team plays come on man come on don't put that on them. Don't oh, I'm not put putting it on, on them. I'm, I'm not putting it on them. I'm just saying this, this, this team is just has me locked in. And I, I'm so excited. There we go. So excited just for what is to come and tomorrow going to be, are you be a lot of fun? Fired up. I'm, I'm, I'm two feet in and 10 toes down. Fired up. Sounded like he was Victor locked in. Amen. And, wah, and this wah, is, wah, wah, wah. this, this <laughs> is the, this is the Arkansas Razorbacks preview. They're good. They've got a really tall center. And uh, a lot of players around him, a lot of transfers. Uh, watch out for this team. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't
2: actually do the bites. The lead, holy shit, that just happened. Uh, right. Offensive player of The player of the game, Mike Saunders, because he was the catalyst for, the for changing reasons. everything. And the notes are everything we said for the past, like, 45 minutes. <laughs> there you go. There's Bengals Bites for, for, for Illinois.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, So, anything else in basketball, guys? We've we've, surprisingly, uh, if if it's a shock to anyone, got another sport that's doing pretty pretty doggone good. They had a pretty doggone good weekend as well. Well,
1: last thing is uh, number fourteen tonight. Up and down. We take down number thirteen tomorrow. We'll see what happens with that. Are are you guys going to
2: live watch on the PTP tomorrow? We've
1: already we've already been talking about that because trying to do a wednesday show is going to be an impossibility 9 30 p.m so i I think it's going to have to be a a live watch as we're recording which should be quite interesting so if you're listening
0: on youtube
1: we'll be we'll be live watching we won't have like the video on because the youtube would get thrown out but i guess we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll certainly be watching and you'll get our live reactions which should be entertaining because we'll probably all be watching via some sort of uh streaming device and so i can't one imagine one person's that all of ahead us, of the other right <laughs> none of us are going to be synced up so it's just going to be a train wreck
0: oh that's which, what i hate because i, I had people at the, at the game and they would be like like jd or like vic like text it and then i'd right. be like what? And then JD has a big three. It's like all well, right, a, all right.
1: a train wreck is kind of on par for the brand. So I, I think
0: that'll be perfect for us. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. A uh, uh, quick, quick Arkansas rundown. They've got a guy that's uh seven, three, seven, four, almost Uh Connor Vanover transferred from California. He's going to give uh give, give some fits down low, kind of skinny. Might, might be an easy matchup with the with the rotation of bigs. Uh Chris likes is five foot seven. How about that for a size differential, Aaron? Five seven Chris likes seven three Connor Vanover.
1: Well I mean the smalls gave Kofi fits more tonight than the bigs I thought. Just stripping the ball from him when he would try to right. go up and, and different Going things down, like yeah. that. So I don't know that they're not ready for that type of matchup because Kofi was supposed to give him fits, and he did in the first half. So it'll be real interesting to see what the game plan is going into uh, Arkansas.
0: Do you want to know a, uh, a, a fun fact player that's on the team that, that Bearcat fans will know? You're going to tell us anyway. <laughs> Chad, do you know?
2: I haven't looked at Arkansas' roster yet, so no. It's
0: Trey Wade. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's not playing too much, only about eh, twelve minutes a game. So for those but, in the dark, what is that? Oh, he, he played at Wichita State. Thanks. Transferred over there. Yeah, decent player. Um, yeah, I mean they're they're transfer city. Oh, don't
2: listen to the audio tomorrow because you know they're going to talk about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. It's going to put you in a
1: bad mood. They're
0: going to the talk co- about it. Don't the coach listen. that's over there. That's all we got to say. We we not say anything more, do we? No, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. I won't
1: be able to listen to too much audio as I'll be watching while while podcast. So, Gosh. We'll, we'll see about that.
0: Ooh, ooh, but it's it's Turner cuz CBS owns Okay, so they might not be able to show highlights. Let's hope. Fingers crossed.
2: Yeah, I bet they will.
0: I bet they will Somehow. too. I bet they will too. All right. Well, <laughs> close your eyes during that part yeah <laughs> if they show if they
2: show kyle washington at all close your eyes because you know they'll show kyle if they're
1: going to talk right. About it, right well because they'll be on the bench anyway so it's or right. pant you pan split to him to the bar if you're to producer. the bar at the
0: holy grail and get another drink real fast during that little part
1: if you're a producer you pan to kyle and then you tell the story and then you pan back to kyle easy peasy
0: right easy peasy um all right, well, and anything else for basketball guys? Arkansas is going to be a stiff test tomorrow. It'll be, uh, it'll be another, another, I don't know, another tough game, but another fun one to see the next evolution of Wes Miller and these Bearcats because they they don't back down from anyone. At least awesome.
1: until tomorrow, we're
0: undefeated. Okay. Moving on. A, a Speaking team of that, undefeated, come on. Yeah, yeah. That was your segue. Come on. You didn't. You didn't let me finish. Oh, I said sorry moving on speaking of undefeated okay how about how how about your 11 and 0 cincinnati bearcat football team finally they were given an opponent that they could produce a score that won't lead to everyone saying well that team was one and something or two and something no this is an eight and two smu mustang team that the bearcat's absolutely dominated 48 to 14 they were up 41 to nothing at one point who bearcats phenomenal I want to hear your guys' thoughts because this is just just a continuation of man what a time to be a bearcat fan what a time to be a bearcat fan
1: so I mean to look up at the scoreboard in the third quarter and see that Tanner Mordecai had 38 yards, I think, at that point. Was unreal. Unreal. Absolutely unreal. A a guy who had been averaging, you know, 300 yards a game through the air. A number seven passer in the country. Number seven quarterback in the country. And then in the fourth quarter, after bringing your second string in, to still only hold him to 66 yards, like there was no desperate. I mean, I'm sure they were desperate to get on the
0: board, as was the case. Um, but it, they, uh, they they kicked a the field goal down forty-one to nothing. That's desperate to get on the board. Didn't make it. No, they got it blocked. <laughs> and then they missed one. They got so, exactly what they deserved for trying to kick a field goal
1: down that much. It was, uh, and and I mean, when when the passing game wasn't working out, obviously they turned to the run game, which still didn't work out a whole lot. You know, 31 carries for the entire game, 133 yards, not great. So it was a, uh, it was a, you said domination. I'll go with dismantling of their yes. entire offense because it Amen. was, it was a, a, just buzzsaw of a defense that SMU came into at Nebraska. Does does Desmond the first
0: Ritter seven above, drives? Go ahead. Yeah, I the first chef. seven
2: drives, six three and outs. And a forced fumble that was recovered by Cincinnati. They had one drive that lasted more than three plays, and that one ended with the fumble. Like
0: against the best offense in the AAC. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is. It is. I I mean I it's it's unbelievable. And and you guys think that if, if you ask Desmonder who Desmond Ritter who his favorite team was to play? Do you think you would say SMU?
2: It's got to be SMU. It has to be
0: SMU. <laughs> I just
1: love in the presser after the game when he said, We've had that play ready for four or five years now, and we finally got to ran- run it. And it happened on senior night to where Desmond Ritter becomes the first Bearcat to score a receiving, a rushing, and a passing touchdown all in the same game.
2: You know, we- responsible for all five touchdowns.
0: We said that he – we called it the Cincy Special, but Jim Kelly one-upped us. Did you see that? The Chili Special. No, what do you call ah. – The Chili Special. All right it, Because all teams have run that – that you know, the, the Philly Special before. And here, here comes Cincinnati. Of again. Honestly, I didn't think that, like, at all that that was going to happen when they were pushed back five yards, and then all of a sudden – here comes, I, I thought it was going to be another run or, or some sort of a quick fade or something. Man, they, they went into the bag of tricks and it seemed like they did that a fair amount of times in this game. And it, it raises the question. When, when the competition amps up, this team is definitely by far at its best. And it is, it is just amazing to see.
1: I just thought it was fantastic that somebody asked in the mailbag last week, what's going on with Jordan Jones? And here we are on senior night where Jordan Jones scores not his first, but both his first and second touchdowns as a Bearcat in a passing touchdown and a receiving touchdown in front of his family who was there to see it for senior night. Just tip of the cap to Jordan Jones.
0: Yeah, I think they said he has the highest passer rating in the history of uh, senior days, football or college football <laughs> as well. <possibly. laughs> Passing rating of four seventy two, not half too bad. I I mean Desmond Ritter is is peaking at the right time. You know, it's last season he put up all these stats, and we constantly said that was in three quarters of play or three and a half quarters of play. How about this? The the starters getting getting taken out of the game with over two minutes left in the third quarter against an eight and two SMU team? Like that is just something that's unfathomable. If if you told me that was gonna happen going into the game, I'm I'm one of the biggest optimists out there. I would have said, Yeah, maybe midway through the fourth. If things are going really well. When I saw Evan Prater trying out on the field, I said, Wow, they really are taking down SMU and doing it with with, with ease, completely easy. It was unreal. Absolutely unreal.
1: Well, it was the fact that they finally had an offense that played into the defenses. Specialty, you know. I mean, right. And we we said it. I I was surprised they didn't try to go
0: at Sauce more than they did. What they Um, two targets, one reception, right? Or no, no one target, zero reception. I think. I I thought I thought you would actually
1: in this game see Tanner Mordecai try and go after Sauce because Tanner Mordecai has slung the ball all over the field all season long, and it just simply wasn't the case. And this. Defense was built for passing offenses, and to finally see a team that they could capitalize on, it was a breath of fresh air. Really,
0: it really was. So what? So Michael Young was out of the game. You saw an- he, he a- played the first snap. Play the first snap. Okay, okay. They got
2: him in on the first snap for Senior Day, and then and then Trey Tucker came in and said, uh, "I'm pretty good.
0: Have a I'm day, pretty good.
2: sir." I'm pretty good.
0: I mean, at least two of those catches are three. You were like, "Wait, did he catch that?" That's and my guy. Up, and then he got up and he he yep he caught it. I mean, the one he got smoked.
2: Right. Smoked.
1: Well, that was a penalty though, to- on that one, wasn't it?
2: No. I don't think so.
1: I thought they uh- called a penalty on one of his catches.
2: The one over the middle, he caught where the the safety was coming up in help, mm-hmm. and got there like right after the ball arrived. and he held on to it. Was like, that's a Dang tough it. kid. That's right. a tough, tough kid. And then the and one he where he got like at the one. Yeah, I mean that's like that's the thing I love about Trey is like he's not a gimmick, man. Mm. He's not. I've been I've been saying this since he got here he's not just a kid with speed that like you use for gadget plays and you use for kickoff returns. Like he's got hands. He runs good routes. He's tough.
1: He is the shortest guy to have been at the post-game presser though this season.
2: Yeah, that's fair.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
2: But
1: it was funny throughout the game. Every time he'd catch a ball, because he had you know seven catches, one hundred and fourteen yards. Fantastic game for Trey Tucker. But he was my guy who I picked to be the leading receiver at the beginning of the season. So every time he'd catch a ball, Brent would over just look over at me and be
0: like, "There's your guy." And I'm like, that's my boy. That's my boy. I I mean he's he's kind of the prototypical player that at the next level, you know, look at, look at a Tyreek Hill, you know, different different kind of smaller, but quick can get behind the defense. I mean, you know, him and, and of course, Tyler Scott, Tyler's got a little bit more size to him, but I mean, these are two players that can just take the top off the defense. And I mean, you saw Tyler Scott do it on the very first offensive play of the game, that 53 yard touchdown pass. And I I mean, this is, these are two players that will be back next season, two players that really came back onto the scene in this game. They both had great games earlier in the year. It, it just seems as if the team is really gelling at the right time. And I mean, Tyler Scott, man, you know, Chad, it, it seemed like Tyler, Scott kind of, it's not like he took a back seat or anything. It just seems like numerous different players have had big time games. And then all of a sudden Tyler Scott was back onto the scene in this one. And good. Right, go ahead. Finish your, finish no, so, thought so, you were done. No. So if, if all these players start really meshing at this time right now, it's going to be unbelievably difficult to account for every single one of them.
2: Well, that's what having this much talent means, right? Because there's only so many snaps. So you can't, everybody can't be a star every game, right? Because it's not NCAA football, like where, you know, (laughs) you get every guy six catches for, you know, 108 yards and two touchdowns, like
0: hiking it every six seconds.
2: (laughs) Right. Like that's, that's just not, That's not what it's about. It's about finding the matchup and having a guy at every position to, to where you can say, this is where we have the advantage today. And then going at it and attacking that advantage. And too many years in the past, like, you know, they had a good boundary, but they didn't have a good field and the slot was okay. Okay. And so they're they're shielding the safety over the top, and they're designing a the defense to take away your 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 strength, and you don't have that counter to say, okay, you want to take away that, we're going to go to this. You want to take away this, we'll go to that. The tight ends had three touches, right, and one of them was one of my favorite plays in the history of UC football: the jet sweep to Lenny.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think. Did, did Wiley even have a catch? I don't think. No, no. And and he came in as a touchdown machine over the last. Yeah. Week. He was
2: the hot, but, three, three, but what four happens, weeks, yeah. this is what we talked
0: about all season. What happens? Wiley's been hot.
3: Right. So right. now
2: defenses defenses are going to say we're, we're taking Wiley away. Yep. Okay. Well, if you're committing a safety to Wiley, here's our good old friend, Tyler Scott, that you haven't, <laughs> we haven't talked to Tyler in a while. But right. I'd like you to reintroduce you to maybe the fastest guy on the team. There is a legit debate, a, a legit numbers that say Tyler Scott is faster than Trey Tucker. Now, Trey Tucker will say, well, come on now. But <laughs> they're right there. And I, I, I called it. I didn't call it. I just I was walking past uh a friend in the athletic department. Right after, a, a how about the punt returns from Ryan Montgomery? Unreal. They changed four different punt returns to change field position. Yep. And they're at the fifth, right up, right about midfield. And I looked as I was walking past to to take a picture, take pictures. I looked at this guy and I said, "Take a shot. First down. Take a shot." First play of the game, take a shot, and he, like, he kind of laughed, and he, like, shrugged his shoulders. And then eight seconds later, once again, what did Tyler Scott do to that poor corner?
0: A to quick, get the Seattle him out room. Quick, quick jabbing you there. Oof.
2: Like like Des said, like, he kind of gave a fake to twirly the sideline. Did did the guy do a twirly bird? Like, how is how is Tyler running that free <laughs> on the first play of the game? with no safety help over the top. Like yeah. you know, I love me some Tyler Scott. Oh and yeah. uh he was he was huge again.
0: He was. And and you know of of course teams are definitely give, giving a lot more focus and a lot more energy towards trying to shut down Alec Pierce as well. And and Alec Pierce still ended up with three catches but two of those resulting in touchdowns. And his one touchdown grab I I thought was amazing because he he caught it Bobbled it for a second, made a defender miss while the ball was Wiley in midair. It. Yeah, while he was bobbling it. Yeah, while he was bobbling it, caught it and then got into the end zone. I I like hit Aaron on that play, and I was just like, Wow, like like that is what the, the type of ball skills that NFL wide receivers have. And I mean, that's why obviously he's yeah, doing all this sure. talk right now, and it's just it's phenomenal when you have that, you have Josh Wiley. And then you do everything you can to take those two out of the picture. And even Lenny Taylor out of the picture. And then all of a sudden you let Trey Tucker and Tyler Scott combine for over 200 yards and a touchdown. I, it's just and Jerome Ford chips yeah. in
2: Jerome Ford chips in 80.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, it's, it's a wealth of
0: riches right now in offense for Cincinnati. And Des is running the ball again, which only three carries, but still it's, you know, he's, he's picking his times to be right on a fourth and one. You might see them trying to stuff it up the middle and try and pick up that one yard with with the strength in the trenches, but Des kept it. And Chad, you you, you asked him if he felt like he was going to maybe maybe slip he was up fall. a little bit.
2: He was he was almost on the turf.
0: Sure and What was. did he tell you?
2: <coughs> yeah, he was almost on the turf.
0: Right. But but he said, "I'm an athlete," so he was he was able to to correct himself and find think, the end
2: zone. Think how think how fooled the SMU defense was that he almost fell on his face and still ran 43 yards for
0: a touchdown. And he turned on the burners on that run too. He absolutely I I want to see his top speed. We got to hit up our boy Brady and ask him what his top speed was on that run cuz he he definitely took it next level, next level. Um Aaron, we got to touch on defense, man. We had a uh we had someone in the press conference afterwards who I think is just simply not getting enough love. He's starting to get a little bit more love, you know, and I, I mentioned him in the, in the preseason in one of my articles about how, you know, if, if in order for the defensive line to really max out their potential, Curtis Brooks needs to be a first team, all American, not all American, all All America conference, American athletic conference. I, I think he's well on his way to doing that. And this game, he was just, he was just dominant in the trenches.
1: Two sacks, two quarterback hurries. I mean, the guy was all over the place and that doesn't even tell the entire story of his game. He was literally in the quarterback's face. It felt like, or, or in the backfield anyway, on damn near every play. I mean, he was tearing things up and the way he talks in press conferences, I know Chad has talked at length about how Brian Cook is the most, um, just intimidating (laughs) intimidating man on the team. Um, I, I would raise you, Curtis Brooks, because just his uh, his snarl when he talks out of out of the out of the side of his mouth—that is
0: an intimidating man. Just in, in his <laughs> entire demeanor. My talking out of the out of the side of my mouth not intimidating is different story, different story. But no, Agreed. he's he's been phenomenal. And then and then how about Jawan Briggs stepping up and replacing Malik Band? Probably probably Briggs his best game. So far this season, I think uh, it's fair. he was, he was really good. I thought, uh, and, and then, he's course- been
2: getting, you know, Malik has been dinged up since Notre Dame and they've right. been doing everything possible to get him ready to be back for the stretch run. Um, so Briggs has been, has seen his minutes increase, his, his reps increase over the past couple of weeks. And it looks like he's finally finding his rhythm on the outside.
0: I completely agree. And you can't mention the defense without touching on Wilson Huber. Wilson, You know, three phases, complimentary football. Luke Fickle probably says that just as much as he says, I don't watch the rankings. I don't I live under a rock. He probably says complimentary in three phases more than that, which means that he, he, he places all emphasis in that. Yeah. What's that, Aaron? Do you
1: remember if I called? I don't remember if I called the punt block or the field goal block, but one of them I looked over and I
0: said, "We're getting this one." I I was going to. The, I, I came out of the bathroom. It was probably the punt because they had yeah, been the close. Punt. Yeah, I think it was the punt. I knew I
1: called one because I, I didn't I didn't call anything all game, but I called that. <laughs> I, I wasn't I wasn't trying to like be the guy to, to prophesize anything, but I looked over at Brent and I was like,
0: "I think we're going to get this one." Yeah, and I I mean Wilson Huber. I, he was. He mentioned it in the post game press conference about how, you know, a couple of years ago they they had a bunch of pump blocks and it was Ethan Tucky, the Dikembe Mutombo of the Faircat Special Teams, if you will. <laughs> he was the one that was kind of the the catalyst of that. He was the one that Who was able wants to do sex to Mutombo. Oh wow, very good. <laughs> Interesting. did Did he say that? Or he,
2: yeah, he, that's that was his pickup line in bars. He would go into bars and say. Who wants to do sex to Mutambo? Oh, and, and it worked apparently. Like the girls ah. were like, "Yeah, this is the Ken mutambo I don't know what it would the the the, the uh, rush to get <laughs> impaled would be, but Jesus, you knew where that was going as I said it, didn't you, Aaron? Oh man,
1: I wanted nothing <laughs> to do with any of that.
2: You were laughing. I wasn't halfway to the punchline, and you were laughing.
1: I knew where you were going with that.
0: <laughs> well, Jesus. good, uh, good, good for Dikembe. Um, I've been at the Holy Grail
2: for. I was at the Holy Grail for three hours before this podcast. So, I, I, how was it? It was good. We talked about we, it. It was good. We did talk crowd.
0: about it. I know. I know. I'm. I, I'm just trying to pump pump the Holy Grail up a little bit because tomorrow night, yet again, Holy Grail watch party. Check it out. But uh, you, you know, it it seems as if. The special teams is really is, is, and of course there is the one the one blemish, if you will, of the special teams. We don't need to really touch on that too much. I think that's been something that's been harked on quite a lot throughout the entire year. But you know, the way that the the punt returns from Ryan Montgomery, the the constant threat of Trey Tucker on the kickoff returns, and now every single time when the opposing team punts, they're bringing max pressure. Uh, they're doing the same thing that they used to do three years ago when, when it was such a big emphasis and such a huge luxury to have a special teams that played that well. And man, they're, they're clicking at the right time and it's, it's a huge benefit beneficiary to have a field position sparked because of a play from special teams. And man, they really, they really lit it up in this one.
1: Brent, I asked you this in the press box and I want to put it out there again, but I wonder how much, Ryan Montgomery's success in this particular game stems from just the success he's had on the field over the course of the last couple games. Chad can answer that.
2: His confidence is up, for sure. Like, th- that's, that's what happens, man. You, you get a chance, roams out for a little bit, you get a little bit of extra burn, you have some success with that extra burn, and all of a sudden you feel yourself a little bit. You're ready to go. So that, that definitely is a thing
0: and and Ryan Montgomery was a legit prospect and then he had that injury uh, and i mean if all you need it was confidence like, yeah
2: bad. as we've talked about i mean the injury was like potentially end your career right and he was a borderline four star kid like and it took him a year and a half almost two years to really be anywhere close to 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 back and mm-hmm trusting and confident. And, and, you know, it wasn't just an ACL, his entire knee was destroyed. Right. So, I mean, the, you, you have to be happy for the kid, man. I mean, he's, he's becoming a major factor for this, for this program.
0: And, and as the confidence continues to build, man, I can only yep. really imagine what that's going to really lead to. And, 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 you know, speaking of uh, of high three stars, how about a quick shout out to our boy, Tavion Thomas? Who's been calling this for weeks? <laughs> Tavion Who's, Thomas.
2: I called my shot on this with David Ubbin three weeks ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I told David didn't have a story ready. I'm kind of upset. Like, I, I gave it to you, bro. I handed that one to you on a platter.
0: Boon fed. Tavion Thomas, man. You tell you know. Utah Utes, man.
2: Luke wasn't <laughs> even aware of what was about to happen.
0: I, I, think had no Luke, clue. Luke could, could have cared less at that point. <laughs> I, dude, I, I, I he think cared, was, he cared about 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah, for Saturday sure. but, night. He cared then. But once he got Luke, home, Luke was, I, I mean, I'm sure you know, Chad, he's so focused on this one week. I, I know words spread around about, you know, just, uh, kind of just the uh, tenseness of, of, of leading into a big game and of sorts of that. I, I think that after this, it was a big sigh of relief and a big, wow, this team just dominated. And, I mean, yes, after that, I think he, he was able to say, wow, you know, that Tavion Thomas, he sure might have been a pain while he was here in Cincy at times, but, wow, thank you so much for just going to Utah and dominating Oregon. Oregon looked bad in that game. And finally, they're exposed as a fraud. And we'll see what happens on Tuesday night. Um, I don't know. this, is, but, but this Cincinnati team did everything they needed to, and they did it beyond the probably the thought that that a lot of people had going into that game. So, um, tip my cap. I mean, the spread got all the way down to 9.5 before the kickoff, Chad and, and Aaron. That's an unbelievable drop in a spread, and then an unbelievable cover of a spread like that.
2: <laughs> an unbelievable spanking of a spread.
0: Yeah. Just spanked the spread. They quadrupled it. Or they tripled it, but still almost. Um, man. Awesome. Uh, so let's uh let's move on real fast. Unless you guys have anything else football wise. I mean, big game against ECU this weekend. Obviously, got hate going to Greenville. Uh, but a lot of things right, but a lot of things are telling me that this team's pretty pretty doggone locked in. So um Mm -hmm. right, right. Thank you. I thought you'd like it. Speaking of locked in, man, how about the amount of recruits there? There's some high level kids there. A lot of things on the board about that. Aaron, you were able to catch up with a couple of, of people. It seems as if Mario Eugenio was really loving his time on campus. And and man, the, this this is a time right now to really capitalize on on the not not only the high level of success that the football team's having, but of course the basketball team as well now. So um, recruiting. It was it was clicking on all cylinders this weekend.
1: Yeah, Mario was there. I had a chance to catch up with him for a brief moment. Um, I'll tell you what, his little brother stole the show. The kid was adorable. (laughs) I think he had a football in his hand the entire time he was on campus. Um, If you stepped in the way of the football, uh, and the kid was, I don't know, three or four years old. Just he was maybe more energy than Mario. And I think Mario seemed to have a a pretty good time himself. Um, So we'll see how that goes. Um, Time will tell. But you know it was definitely a, a big official visit for him, so I don't know we'll uh, we'll see what happens. I know uh, as of as of late when we've had these types of visits, something's come up over the last over the next couple of days. so we'll see what this week holds for him. Um, just where it falls. yeah, and
2: patience grasshoppers.
0: <laughs> patience. <laughs> and a lot That's of my uh- advice a lot of people with with size is something that we noticed on the field before the game. I mean, like Ethan green is huge. I I mean, a lot of these, these players that are coming in for the Bearcats and a lot of the the visitors that were on campus just have legit size. Is that the first time
1: you've you've seen Ethan green?
0: No, I've I've seen Ethan green before. Okay. But but I'm just saying it's, it's just seeing the size again is it's, it's evident. I mean, it's it's blatantly obvious that it's a different type of player that, that the Bearcats are recruiting recently.
1: There was another lineman from Kentucky. Uh, his name evades me right now, um, but was taller than Ethan Green. Um, he was a Kentucky commit. I believe he decommitted. I'm not sure if that's... I think he had a crystal not. ball
0: there to Kentucky. Um, but.
1: but he was on campus as well. And I think he stands at 6'8", if I'm not mistaken. Um, but just definitely a, a huge kid there. Um, I did have a chance to finally meet Quincy Burroughs. And... I did not expect him to be as tall as he is. He's a couple inches taller than me, and I stand around 5'10", 5'11", on a good day. Um, (laughs) But uh, I I looked up to him. He he stands a a legit 6'3", I would say. Um, But I know people had talked about him. 6'2". I mean, still, people say he, he was coming in as a slot guy. If that's our slot guy, Jesus, we have grown as a wide receiver room. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up on the field. Um, I think it's I'm a field sh- guy. I think if you okay. look
2: at this, I think if you look at this class, you got one of each.
1: You I got a boundary and
2: right. uh, Peterson
1: Marcus, right?
2: You got a you got a field and in, in Burrows, and then you got your slot and JoJo. Mm-hmm.
0: JoJo man, oh, it, he's electric. They got, he they is got some electric.
1: They got some pieces in this class now, especially after getting their quarterback. So now we got to see if we can lock down. Uh, I really want to see him lock down Nathaniel Vakos, um, the kicker, who I believe won uh, best kicker in Ohio. So uh, we'll see, man. Still yeah. a lot of still a lot of lot of uh, not a lot, but I mean, there's a handful of, of places still for some guys. So we'll see what kind of
0: shots they want to take. Chad, things, uh, relatively quiet on the basketball recruiting front. I mean, it's obviously. Yeah.
2: I mean, Mike Roberts was, um, at the national prep showcase that that's every, every staff sent Mm -hmm. somebody to the national prep showcase. Like it's maybe top three high school basketball events, uh, during the, during the season. So, um, Checked out a couple guys that they've got, you know, some young guys they've got their eye on. Um, Wes went to see Isaiah Collier. I don't know if you saw the video that I retweeted of him, but that kid can't go.
0: And, and I'm go, sure he go. was watching the game tonight.
2: I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. Um, other than that, I mean, it's, it's pretty, you know, in season, there's not, Once you get past the signing day portion, there's not a whole lot, especially now because of the portal Mm -hmm. and where Cincinnati's at. Like, if you've got, you've got Micah, Mikey back next year, Mm -hmm. you you don't desperately need a point guard in 2022. Yeah, And you're going to, if Vic, the way Vic looks, if you've got Vic and Odie, And Hensley, who has shown some flash when he's had a chance to get on the floor, like all of a sudden you're going to, and you have Sage coming in, you're probably going to still need a transfer portal big. Um, But that, that pushes things to, you know, late March, early April, before you're really looking at at what you're going to do on the the big man front to add this, if you're going to add anybody to this roster. Um, so it's a lot they like they've got they've got the luxury right now. They can really dig in and dial in on 2023, 2024. Start getting um, picky and start getting picky and start hey man. Look. <laughs> look. <laughs> if, if and this is a this is not a a shot at this team. This is what we are finding out is a talented team that complements each other well. And plays well, but if Wes's recruiting matches his coaching that we've seen so far, oh boy, oh boy, or as the Kool-Aid Man would say, oh yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> Very good. I don't good. know where that came. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> it just. Just I, kinda, I think you just said a bunch of out. O's. So I think you were... You could have gone the office space way, but you went the, the Kool-Aid oh, man way. Okay? Oh, oh, all right, stop. stop you man. know the one. These are, these. Show you oh. my O face. Oh, these guys, oh. guys, these are faces <laughs> I don't want to see. <laughs> these are faces I do not want to see. Okay, well, I, I mean, I think things are all obviously looking spectacular. Um <laughs> I mean, it's a... Uh, I'll turn off and
1: it strikes again.
0: I well, look, I think the whole. It, it the has a reason that I'm with it. it, I'm it the whole fan base is pretty dark we but <laughs> peace, That's. I'm, I'm ready to throw out like a thousand sorry dance, but man, as, I'm I'm excited.
2: As someone said in my mentions tonight, these are the glory days. Like you're living them right now, right now.
1: Yeah, but do you remember when Cincinnati was at an all-time low? <laughs> it's
2: amazing how fast things can change, ain't it? Guess who's, guess who's texting West for injury updates? Stop Kissing it. No. his ass. No. Kissing his ass at every turn. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm just saying.
1: Um, somebody, move on-
2: somebody wants back in on the Cincinnati bandwagon Shocker. after – declaring they were at an all-time low
1: um quick quick shout out before we move on to the uh the mailbag it would be a disservice for the people who do listen to us as it was senior day on uh, on saturday um i got to meet alec pierce's family and they they recognized me uh that's, from the podcast stuff so that's
2: my people now just so I, you know that's my people I'm just saying he he
1: looked at me, waved me over and said, you're Aaron Smith, right? and Listens to the podcast. So shout out to, uh, to the Pierce family for listening. We do appreciate it. My J's dad is maybe one of my favorite, favorite people that I have gotten to. There's uh, not a bigger
2: Bearcat Journal fan.
1: I I mean, Mike Sanders just, just have really enjoyed getting to know Mr. Sanders. Um, it's, it's been fantastic and, and uh, we're going to miss Maje when he's gone but uh, uh, and, and Dez's mom got to meet her as well I heard Chad was sliding into her DM so congrats on that but uh, do I tell that story I think you have to now okay yeah now that you mentioned it <laughs> I have to tell that story
2: you're welcome so so Brian Baker took a really good picture of Dez after his, the 43 yard touchdown where he's kind of got his arms spread like soaking up the student section and brian got this picture from the side that's got the band and the students and everybody's going nuts and Des is like soaking it all in so i took that picture and, and then i sent it to De- a dm to Des's mom who i've known now for five six years now um but she does she's not on twitter a whole lot so I was trying to find her during the game, but I, don't, I haven't seen where they sit this year. I couldn't find her during the game. Looked and looked and looked and looked. So after the game, I walked over because I knew Dez would be like standing there with his family. And I didn't think of this at all. Right. It wasn't in my brain at all. So I see Dez. I'm, so, I'm still so up. happy
1: it went this way, by the way.
2: I see Des, I dap him up, I see Sarah, and I'm like, check your DMs. And Des is like, get out of my mom's DMs, bro. (laughs) I'm like, I sent her a picture, dude, like, chill out. And he's just laughing, like, having a good time with it. But that initial moment of, like, he looked at me incredulously. Get out of my mom's DMs, bro. Like, yeah, that didn't come out the way I wanted it to initially.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. But just wanted um, to shout out those people. Um, I don't know if you have any other Senior Day shout outs for families that you've interacted with, Chad. Uh, we, uh, met, I met the
2: Blanco's family. Uh, they were they were a lot of. There were a couple. i like it was it happened all so fast. Most of them came up and gave me well wishes for Kelly. Um, which uh, you guys, uh, you guys don't know uh, you do know, like how much that means to me that all of you are right. thinking of her, um, even as far as like across the, you know, the families of the the players and, you know, across the board. So, uh, that was very, very cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad you got to, Greg Pearson. So Greg's youngest son, as we've talked about is, uh, basketball recruit in the 2022 class and so i greg and i have known each other through alex's recruitment like alex. we alex recruitment and so this year because you know he was obviously heavy on the aau trail with his son we saw each other a bunch and you know had yeah. the chance to become even closer and uh his son ended up committing to princeton which
1: kind of pretty been, yeah. good
2: pretty good (laughs) pretty good like that's not a bad education to get for free um well kind of for free they don't do scholarships in the ivy league but uh and i talked to i talked to alex's mom for a long time before the game she's a cancer survivor so uh we've met and talked many times over the years um but uh, you know i'm gonna miss these dudes man like a lot of these guys, four like the four year guys, not like the five and six year guys, and, like Copay and and Royer, like so many dudes that you know you just you work the beat as you're at every spring practice, you're at all the, the the practices at Higher Ground during the season. You just get to know of a lot of these guys so well, and you know there's a big ass like look, I've never seen anything like they had to, to L it all the way, like across the 40 yard line right. and down the sideline. Like I've never seen a senior day that, that big. And I, like, I took a minute to like stand there and just look and be like, man, there's a lot of dudes here that mean a lot to like what we've done in Bearcat journal. Like those guys opening up in interviews and like letting us get a glimpse of who they are and what they're about. Like, We don't, we don't have the success we have if those kids aren't comfortable with us. So it was like, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say I like dropped tears. Uh but I like I welled up a little bit when Dez walked out with his daughter and the crowd erupted and you know, he gave him the thumbs up and I'm like, man, that's like, damn.
1: (laughs) I love that. He said he was really nervous about when he went out with, his daughter because she was fussy and then she was just taken aback by the atmosphere when he walked out there and and i told him that
2: shit that shit's trouble bro because now like she's gonna expect throughout life forty thousand people like like this is what life's about
1: just fantastic um also shout out to uh darian beaver's dad who i've known for quite a while since uh early ptp days when he told us way back in the day when i was meeting parents on the field um and he was like here's my number um my son's gonna be a dog don't you worry and this was probably three years ago so or two two years ago whatever whenever we were allowed on on the field before covid yeah. so
0: yeah and, and then today he was just named a finalist for the buckus Award. Buckus. yep how about that pretty good that? no pretty i good. think uh turns I mean, out got, his son was a dog he complete animal but uh but no i mean, it's this team is phenomenal um this class will go down as the most decorated class up to this point in program history we'll see they just
1: they changed
0: everything man they everything. did
1: they did everything i just wanted to pay respect to that before we moved into the mailbag because Absolutely. it was senior day and it seemed appropriate especially for those who do listen and yeah. wanted to give them their due
2: for yeah. as many un- inappropriate things as we say on this podcast, absolutely, <laughs> it's good that we did something appropriate for once.
0: And shout out to yeah, it, it was great meeting all the parents on the field as well, or or meeting them again, if you will. So it was it was fun. Um, but and and then a huge shout out at, before we hop in the mailbag as well. We we've got to say it, West Miller, the first coach in UC history basketball Ooh, to five and zero to start with five straight wins, five and zero for West Miller. So hats off to both of them. Um, Let's uh, let's. Dive a lot of coaches,
1: a lot of coaches that came before
0: him that he he did it before, or after all of them that came before him. So yeah, I mean, and like some of them, like like some of them lost their very first game. Uh, it's just it's pretty crazy. It's crazy. The West just five in a row. One <laughs> early player.
2: in your career is hot it is hard because because why? You Gotta get the buy-in. Well, well, you're usually either installing taking over for something bad that happened right or you're taking over a coach that left for a better job or whatever you know in a in a more of a like rebuilding type situation so it's a tough spot being a new coach to put it together quick and west has put it together quick man i still there was a whole lot of like I, my cousin, as most people know, that have been at the Grail, guy with the long hair that sits at my table, that's my cousin Nick. Like, looking at him going, did this just fucking happen? <laughs> like, is this hap- Is this really happening that we spent the first 20 minutes of this night going, eh, well, you know, we're on the right track. Like, tonight might, be, might not be the night, but we're on the right track. And spent the next hour and 40 minutes going, whoo. These guys
0: yeah. are getting their ass kicked <laughs> unbelievable 20 points man
1: 20 points all so. right let's hop in the mailbag then let's do it all right uh starting with the uh the football mailbag i hope it i uh, I hope I don't insult some of the old timers on the board here with this question. Cincinnati football history is long, but fairly weak for a large portion of it with our newfound success. Has there been any discussions on what it takes to qualify for the ring of honor? Some names on that ring accomplished great things, but compared to what's happening now, we might have to reevaluate what it means to be a ring worthy player. seems it was mostly being an all American, but some players on the ring didn't even accomplish that.
2: Hmm. Uh, I mean, I think it's time to discuss that there's a lot of guys from The previous golden era of UC football that don't have, like, Kevin Huber's the only guy that has his name up there. How Mike Mickens' name is not up there, I don't fucking understand. How Marty Gilliard's name is not up there, I don't understand. Those are all Americans. I I would put Tony there. They they met the quote-unquote criteria, which is not an official criteria. It's like a a guideline. Like, it's your ring of honor. You can do whatever the hell you want with it. Like, just feel it, like there it, was a,
1: almost a fade-off where we weren't putting people up there for the last couple of years. For whatever reason, yeah. Well, I right. think
2: it's because it, it got taken down from up top, and then they had plans to put it. Like, you got to come up with something better with the Ring of Honor to honor those Soon. guys, one. And two, Travis Kelsey's got to be in your fucking Ring of Honor. <laughs> Jason Kelsey's got to be in your Ring of Honor. Marty Gilliard's got to be in your Ring of Honor. Like, it Barwin? is Barwin Is Barwin in there? I would put Barwin in there. Like it is yeah. important for kids to see those names memorialized you campus. in your stadium for recruiting. Gino has been able to recruit as well as he has because when kids have come to Cincinnati, Gino has brought them to his name and said, see that? That's me. That's me. Right? Like." That's important. I, I, like, it's important. So, John Cunningham has done a lot of things right. Almost everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Almost everything right. Right. Fixing the situation with the football ring of honor. How was Mike Mickens not inducted into the ring of honor while he was a coach here? Right. How, do, how was there not a ceremony at halftime of a game where Mike Mickens and his family were on the field, celebrated – For what they accomplished, for what he accomplished in Cincinnati, like that—that—that.
1: If if it was me, I would have been on the current AD at that point. It was Bone, right? Yeah, I would. I would have been knocking on Bone's door every day, just as a running joke. At some point, like, hey, we're gonna get, we gonna get my name out there somewhere yet? He kind
2: of was, like, he was, like, it was something. He was, like, playfully, like, not playfully, but playfully, like, what's up? What's like? It would have
1: the most passive aggressive move that you could have made. Like it would have been me like just, Hey, so, gonna, somebody, gonna do to-
2: somebody mentioned this Saturday and they were exactly right. Nine should have been put up there Saturday.
1: Oh, well, we talked cool. about, I think we brought that up on PTP when you were a guest at some point where I, I said, at what point did we talk about putting Dez's name up already? Like, Now,
2: yeah, but I mean sat like sat senior day, they should have unveiled that shit when they said from Louisville, Kentucky, number nine, member of the Bearcats football ring of honor.
1: The only Desmond Ritter. The only problem that I would have with that is you you have a handful of people that you probably need to put in there before him that you haven't yet.
2: Right. I I I know, but that was a situation that like could give some special. You know, but like, Ahmad Sauce is Sauce is going to potentially go down as the greatest player in the history of this program, right? He has to go up there. Yeah, has should. to go up there.
0: But man, Des has to go up there. I think has the stats.
1: I think I think Majay has to go up. It'll be tough for
2: Majay because. There's stats. just not the counting stats. Like, and I know there's not for Ahmad, but that's just, like, that's that's not, that's, Ahmad was so great, he didn't have counting stats. And, and you can say that a lot with myJ too, because teams have, have, yeah. have, you know. Yeah, so I think there should be up there, too, to yeah. yeah myJ will be a little bit of a tougher sell long-term. But is also gonna make a lot of money in the NFL. I think it'll be all right. It's it's your <laughs> ring.
1: Do with it what you want. There's a lot of there's a right. lot of space to play with there around the stadium. I mean, do what you gotta I mean, do. Smith was
2: an all-American.
1: Do what you gotta do, make sure that some of these
0: guys get honored and get honored quick. Yeah, I mean, I mean that would have been cool if they would have if Des would have had no idea, told him to turn around. And then like right. he just unveiled it. That would have been cool. But
2: he's there with his his mom and his stepdad and his yeah. sister and his daughter and his wife. Like right. Would have been a moment. That would have been it would have been a moment. Girlfriend, wife. I don't know if they're married yet. They've been together right. since high school.
1: So they're
2: married. They might they they're, they're from Kentucky. They're they they gotta be close to common law by now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what is your favorite (laughs) i was trying to read the question and i was hearing the joke damn it um what is your favorite bowl that we've been to doesn't have to correspond to the game itself although that's one factor of course location hospitality player swag atmosphere etc
2: i know mine i i I didn't go to the sugar bowl oh i went because i just i knew what was about like I I had a sense of what was about to happen. Tim
1: Tebow and Jesus.
2: And no coach, like a team that was pissed off at the world at that point in time, that was not a, a financial investment that I was comfortable with. And, And, and a Bearcat journal that had a significantly fewer number of members than it does right now. Um, it would, be the, it would be the Orange Bowl. Like, the Orange Bowl was awesome. Uh, but I've, I've also had, and this is crazy, because it was only two busloads full of people. But I would guess, like, 90% of the people that went on the bus with us, the Holy Grail uh, party bus to the Birmingham Bowl in 2007, I would guess almost all of those people are still Bearcat Journal members. Because I still see them, and they are all, like, I was on the party bus. We went to Birmingham. (laughs) And that's not something you make up. Like, that's, you were either there or you weren't. We had a free case of beer for every person on the bus. They drank almost all of the beer by the time we got to Birmingham. And we left. A case? A case for every person on the bus.
1: 24.
2: And we were almost out of beers by the time we got to Birmingham. And the bus left at seven o'clock in the morning. Unbelievable. These people at 10 a.m. were getting after it. The 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 there was a a woman that brought, she was her husband, it was her and her now her husband. I I guess they were dating then. They might not have, but I don't know. But she was like, I don't, I don't know anybody. So I'm gonna bring a giant thing of jello shots. I'm gonna make friends on the party bus. she brought an entire like little mini cooler full of jello shots and jello shots. Like 7:30 in the morning on the way to Birmingham. Everybody's doing fucking jello shots.
1: Chad, what happens on party bus stays on party bus.
2: I, there's a lot of things that are staying on that. I'm just giving the, the overall. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I, I ran into a couple of people at the the the, the, the Bearcat Air thing. They were like, I was on that bus. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like, I've met, I think I've met over the past, what, 14 years since that party bus happened. I think I've met every person that was on that party bus. And they are all still members of AirCad Journal. Like, so that one just, and, and Skinny and Gamble, they were the two angry guys still at that point in time. They were there. Skinner got so drunk he went face first down the bleachers uh during the Ooh. game at the Birmingham Bowl. Skinny was drinking early time, of, he had a he had a like a pint of early times bourbon that he opened at 7 a.m. on the party bus.
1: Younger day days before man.
2: the day before the game, younger days. Hell we yeah. got after it on that trip. That was a so that one, the Orange Bowl was, I mean, we spent I, me and my dad drove to Miami. Jeez. That's a long fucking drive. Yeah, we drove it's to so Miami. It's, 20, it's, like, it's like
1: 21 10, hours.
2: 21 <laughs> hours, roughly 21 hours. Yeah, I've done it. It ain't it ain't great. It, it, it's no. doable. I drove to LA in back, Aaron, by myself. Jack,
1: I used to have a grandfather who owned a dairy queen on Key Largo. We drove, <laughs> I drove
2: to I drove to LA and back by myself. I am I'm okay with driving. I get it. Miami was, that was, that was a long trip in the car. Uh, But the orange bowl was just like that first, the orange bowl was like, this really fucking happened. Like Cincinnati's playing in the orange bowl Mm -hmm. against Virginia tech. And, you know, the, the year of the Lord 2009.
3: Right. Like
2: that, 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 that was never something. Right. So that was the, the first glimpse of like this could be a thing, the, the first belief that this could be a thing. So I'll always say the Orange Bowl, but a, a runner up for sure is that stupid ass Holy Grail Bir-
1: Birmingham bus
2: <laughs> trip to Birmingham.
0: What you got, Brent? Uh, I went to the Orange Bowl as well. Shout out to uh, Alex Hoffman. We were sitting second row at that game. Uh, it was uh, like Chad said; it had its moments where it was like awesome, and then all of a sudden the game just continued to wear on. And another interception happened, and then before you know it, we we're just like, "Ah." Oh, yeah, but, take
2: that up with Tony Pike. He threw like four picks that day,
0: right? But I mean, my answer is, and, and I'm taking away the the game because the Sugar Bowl was amazing. It was, I mean. Cincinnati took over New Orleans and I mean, you'd walk down Bourbon street and you'd have, you know, down the drive going and have 50 people just, just erupt and, and take over and, and dominate. And, you know, the pep rally the day before Florida's pep rally was right before Cincinnati's and there were probably, you know, hundred people there for, for Florida. And then all of a sudden Cincinnati's pep rally came and the entire place they had for the pep rally was just filled. And it was just like, so much more energy for the bear the entire time took over the city. Um, I mean, I, the players were walking down bourbon street. I don't know if that was what they were supposed to be doing, or what they were supposed to be. They doing. were
2: not supposed to be doing that. I'm not going to call out
0: any, any big time players, but uh, a, all a certain, of them, a certain tight end and I were able to, to dap up and, uh, and, and dip into the nearest uh, watering hole and have ourselves a little time. But you know, that's best for the past times, but man, it was just awesome, 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 awesome seeing. Because I actually had a couple of friends that played for Florida at the time as well, so it was just a a huge mix of families that I knew. My whole family was there, and the Bearcat Nation showed out completely. And then the game happened, and I'm gonna remember everything up until the game. Now, I even got to meet <laughs> even got to meet Urban Meyer, who whatever. He, Played with my uncle back at was UC he in a club back in the day. Was in with a girl? No, no. That, that he did wasn't. he check your oil? He, <laughs> he did not check my oil at the time. Could not tell you what he was doing later in the day. But uh, who knows? Who knows? But no, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think a lot of people would agree. The Sugar Bowl up until the game was phenomenal.
1: I'm going to find some way somehow to make this year my first uh, bowl game that I go to. Ooh. But, uh, but I, I will say uh, I think Cincinnati is going to show out this year. So.
0: Well then I'll see uh, you. You can sleep on my couch here in Indianapolis. How about that?
1: that That's where right? the
2: championship is.
1: My, my, I mean, my sister lives in Indy, so I don't necessarily have to be okay, anywhere well, near you. But. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> you and your girlfriend. Uh sacks against ECU. Over under four and a half. Over. Uh, it is Holt Nailers, who's he, he's he's been there for a while. He's like, he's not.
2: He's not a mobile quarterback, but he's a smart he's not, quarterback.
1: He's right. not not a mobile quarterback either, which is weird. Yeah, he's you know what I mean? he's,
2: he's a veteran. and he's good in the pocket.
3: So right.
2: I will say, okay, let's break this down. If Curtis Brooks does what he did against SMU, mm-hmm. then they're going to be right in play for five sacks mm-hmm. because.
3: He Tanner Mordecai.
2: Tanner Mordecai is that kind of like quarterback that, that can be good in the pocket mm-hmm. and, and senses when the the walls are closing in on the edge. Every time he tried to step up, there was a center or a guard in his way. Um mm-hmm. ECU is we'll get to this Wednesday night with Dave. ECU is really odd, man, because they have had some of the best performances of the year in the conference Mm -hmm. and some of the worst performances of the year in the conference. Right. So they're a coin flip. Like, and I'm not excited.
1: This is the last game of the season.
2: Yeah. I'm also glad it wasn't like four games ago when they were kind of not playing great. Slogging. And you go to fucking Greenville and sleepwalk and, and they could beat you. This, this team right was, now, I think they hit the gas. I think they hit the gas. So they have uh, to. I'll take. I'll take the under, but I think it's going to be like three or four, with a chance at five. That I'm more confident in three or four than I am six.
0: Right. So, so I'll they, take the
2: under, but not not with a great deal of confidence because if there's five, I'm not going to be surprised.
0: Right. ECU's led up five for against South Carolina. Marshall at Houston and then led up six at Memphis. But a sandwich in between the six at Memphis, zero against Temple and at Navy. So it's uh it's there have a been up. teams that have good D line
2: lines that have gotten after them.
0: Right. Well,
1: Chad, if we're betting with Aaron's money as you like to play with on uh on then yeah, yeah, other, take the over on your other podcast, uh but, yeah, we're taking the over. Yeah. All right. How's the playoff committee going to screw us over? What seems to be the most likely scenario? Easy answer. Right. Well, I'm, 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 I'm not going, even worried
2: about that right now.
1: I'm going, I'm going dark horse. If Oklahoma State wins out,
0: that's the but scary. What do one they for have me. on their resume? Not shit, but it doesn't matter. They'd have two wins over Oklahoma, who would still be ranked, probably. But still, it's
2: if Oklahoma State, State beats Oklahoma twice. No fucking way Oklahoma's ranked.
0: A three-loss Oklahoma? I think they'd still be ranked.
2: But um, they they shit on Oklahoma
0: for Ted,
2: three weeks, right? But they've,
1: it's propaganda. They, they've already started ranking four-loss teams. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I know.
0: I think uh, I think this week you could see them get screwed by Michigan being ranked four. Um. But yeah, but that's, think, that's irrelevant. That doesn't matter. Yeah, that exactly. It doesn't matter. But I'm just saying, I I mean, I don't think I, I think Cincinnati wins out there in. I, <laughs> I I don't think there's really any way to say that they'll be screwed, but there there's not people- much they
2: can do. There's not much left they can do. Like once Tavion Thomas stuck the dagger in in Oregon, there's not much left they can do to keep right. Cincinnati out if Cincinnati wins at ECU and at home against Houston.
1: I think when I played ESPN's little game that they have where if this person wins, this person wins and you win the conference championship, etc. um how, what are the odds? I think it was a 76% chance that Cincinnati
0: if they if they win out and win their conference championship they make the playoffs. One yeah. one scary thing, one very scary thing and I don't think it's going to happen would be what if Bama loses on a last second field goal in the SEC Championship to, to Georgia and what if Ohio State's not getting them with two losses. Right. I no, I agree. I agree. I don't but, think that
1: game's going to be that close. I, I well, don't think well, Bama's that good. I, I'm
0: mean, throwing out a, a scenario. And then what if, what if Ohio state loses on a last second field goal to Michigan and then Michigan wins the big 10? I mean, that would be the stupidest, I don't think you're going to get, I don't think you're going to I, I truly don't.
1: I don't think so. They're either. not,
2: they're not putting a two loss team in. Over undefeated so either, Cincinnati. But... They're not they're just not. They're not. It's not gonna happen.
0: All right. I convinced
2: could've... myself of this, and I might be wrong, but I fucking convinced myself of it. So they're not putting a two-loss team in <laughs> how,
1: how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if Woodchuck could chuck Mario Hanew into our signing class? I'll hang up and listen. We covered that. It was still worth patience, it. Patience, patience,
2: grasshopper, patience, woodchuck
1: uh which seniors do you think will become super seniors for next year's season
2: we talked about that last week um there's a I mean I think a lot of it I think there's a lot of it that depends on what happens right like if they if they go to the college football playoff what's left what's left so then it comes down to what's my draft evaluation. Where, you know, if I come back, can I improve that? Or is it, it and is what it is, what it is situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, there's a couple guys. I think there's a chance. Like, I, I think you could see like a Javon Hicks potentially come back. I think like a Malik Van and Jabari Taylor possible.
0: Wilson Huber, probably.
2: Wilson Huber is possible. I won't go probably, but uh, well, possible,
0: possible. You
1: think semantic. Manny is possible? Uh, yeah.
2: I, here's that, like Josh. I think like one or the other, right? Like, right.
0: I would agree. Sit me down. Say you're going to be the man. Like, right. I don't
2: think both of them come back. That doesn't make sense for either of them, right? In terms of increasing their value, their potential, right? Agreed. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a decent chance one of them comes back. Lenny would probably be more likely than Josh, but you know, it depends what's the NFL say about, about Josh. What's like, I think with Josh, the biggest concern is there's been so many injuries with Josh. That you can't risk, especially something like his collarbone. Like that's going to be fragile for him forever. So you go get the bag. Um, Lenny, I think you know what Lenny's been through. Hell and back. Like he had a tough, a tough upbringing. Does he want to go get paid? Mm -hmm. They both might not come back. Like I, I, I think there's a chance. There's a greater chance both come back, both leave than both come back. I think if one of them comes back, it could be Lenny. Um, Offensive of line. What others? Uh, uh, Vinny, maybe. Right. Maybe I like. I don't know. I don't know like where Vinny's head would be at in that process. They Mike kind Young. of haven't. Again, I... what what does Mike Young improve coming back next year? That he's that he's not already like shown, you know what I mean?
1: I'm just throwing out names.
2: No, I'm I'm answering the question,
1: right? Well, and the the the, the next question here in the mailbag is: Does Ford stay or go to the NFL? This is a much easier question, I think.
2: I, he's a, he goes to the NFL. Gone, gone. Yeah, like I,
0: I would be mainly because as, like the clock.
2: But I, but I will say this: a clock on a running back, different, absolutely. I would be as surprised to hear Jerome Ford is coming back as I was when I heard Kobe Bryant was coming back. Yeah. Because all of the Intel leading up to that said Kobe's not coming back. And then one day after the damn bowl game, (laughs) Kobe, after I had said, I don't think that Kobe's going to the NFL. Then (laughs) Kobe came back and Kobe has done quietly a shit ton of work to increase his value to the NFL. Oh
3: yeah.
2: Like oh, yeah. he he going to be drafted.
1: Yep. Absolutely. All right, um of the projected other 3 in the playoff, who would you most want to play in the first round?
2: Who are the projected other 3?
1: I don't know who the projected other 3 it are. i guess, be what
2: Georgia,
0: Georgia, Georgia Alabama, Ohio State, Ohio State, Alabama.
1: Well, you can't have all you can't have those 3 because Alabama's not going to make it with two losses.
0: I mean, well, but who's, there's who's but what, if Alabama, there? what if Alabama?
2: What if Alabama beats Georgia?
1: I, I well for for the sake of this question,
2: we'll go with those three hypothetically. Hypothetically, Alabama beats Georgia. Ohio State goes to number one. Georgia falls to number four. Cincinnati goes to three. That means Alabama and Cincinnati And as crazy as this fucking sounds,
1: I'd rather have Alabama than anybody. The answer
2: is Alabama. <laughs> the
1: answer is Alabama.
2: Their defense is not. They are not Death Star, Alabama. This no, is they're, not they're... Nick Saban's. Like they have a defensive coordinator that's that's iffy. Their offensive line is iffy. They rely on passing the ball a ton against mm-hmm. this Cincinnati secondary. There's no bigger statement than Cincinnati beating fucking Alabama in the college football playoffs. Mm-hmm. To go to the
1: championship game, give after me. Sa- we want Bama. We fucking want Bama. After Saturday, are you? <laughs> after, after Saturday's defensive showing, and I don't know. Ohio State had an excellent offensive showing. Are you scared of? I don't want to mess with
2: it. I, yes, because like their defense has improved. Their their wide receivers are so good. Like C- so, C- they're C- as good as Cincinnati's defensive backs. So that C- would be a toss
1: up. Westside Jesus loses the uh, the reins and and everything comes back
0: to order. Michigan State's past defense is the the absolute worst. Ap- the, the worst, They're the worst yeah. team atrocious. in all of college football in past defense. So, still, but still. All right, yeah. What do you Ohio
2: pre- State, I like Ohio State, I like right now I I would have more confidence in Ohio State in that game just because of the run that they've been on now, I, I yeah. think the Big Ten is vastly overrated. Right from what we saw, like if you roll back to when the CFP rankings started, we have learned that is not who the Big Ten is.
0: I want to,
2: <laughs> yeah, like so. I I would love to roll the dice with Ohio State. I also wouldn't fucking want to listen to. Even if they win on a last second fucking field goal, I I just, I'm so fucking tired of Ohio State fucking dickheads showing up in my mentions that I like, yeah, it would be great to put them to bed, but man, this is a chance for Cincinnati to take down Alabama. Alabama, right? Like, Alabama.
1: What do you predict our 2022 team ranking for football recruiting at the end of the cycle? Also, what is your best guess uh, for what bowl we end up in at the end of the regular season? Uh, Orange
2: bowl. It, the orange bowl is the logical one, right? Cause that's one, four.
1: Yep. That's, They're not going to put us higher than four and, and no shot. It, that we get. It depends
2: to. on what happens, man. Like, I could see three. There's a path for three. I think three. Could, I think three is probably more possible than. I don't
1: think the committee will, in due faith, give us higher than four.
2: What if Ohio State's two?
1: I still and they think f- they feel
2: like they can put Cincinnati at three, and Ohio State will beat the shit out of them.
1: I don't. I don't think that the, that's the committee's mo. I, I think it has everything to do with the fact that they're not going to. They want higher than four.
2: Like, I think everybody wants Georgia-Bama to run it back,
1: right? Back-to-back weeks or, or games? Huh? What, if, if it's Georgia-Bama in the Or
2: Georgia-Cincinnati. Sorry, Georgia-Cincinnati. I think everybody wants Georgia-Cincinnati to run it back.
1: That's fair. From,
2: from the, the Peace Bowl.
0: I'm, I'm here for that. So, is the Big 12 champion jumping Cincinnati? No. Depends. Right. So, I mean, depends be, on this week. It's, 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 there's a whole lot at stake this weekend. Right. I mean, I just think if, if Georgia beats Bama, Bama's not going to go to three. No, God, no. not Two right. lost
2: Bama. No chance they'd be a three.
0: Right. So and Cincinnati if call- would be three.
2: Although, if you, yeah, like that's the thing. If you're going to keep Bama in, you'd have to put him at four. But do you put him at four and you're going to get a rematch? I guess it would depend on what happens in Georgia Bama, right? Like, if it is a a last second walk off field goal, there's going to be a a market for running it back. I think you guys are
1: underestimating the sleaziness of the uh, the CFP committee, though in that if it's a three-point – like if, if the final score in the Big Ten championship is three points, I still would not be shocked if Michigan ends up over Cincinnati. But overrated okay. Big Ten, as I have beat on the drum for the article that I sent you. I'm not sure if it's been posted yet. Okay.
2: It's already been posted, yeah. Let's go. Um, we got to go. We got to go. I got to get to bed.
1: What are your thoughts on how the backups played since they finally got a ton of playing time as they started coming in about five minutes left in the third and we're still playing against SMU starters?
2: They played all right. Like, I, I don't think SMU like ran all walked all over them. Like, I, I thought they held their own. They, they almost had a goal line stand. Um, but you're playing your backups against an eight and two team starters.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a good test.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I All think right. they were fine. Like, I I think, you know, there's going to be like, here's the thing that we learned about that. And even though the, the passing yards didn't show that the penalty yards kind of did, there's going to be an adjustment at that corner. Yeah. Right. Like you've got two elite guys. There's going to be an adjustment at corner.
0: I like. Going back, I, I liked what Prater showed though. I think he. Uh, yeah. He, he let he it showed... drive.
2: He threw the ball. Like he, he threw a really sharp. Chris, touchdown pass.
0: That touchdown pass was nice, yeah. And another one that picked up a third down. So, I mean, I liked, yeah. uh, I liked what I saw. Your boy, Will Pauling.
1: <laughs> Going back to the last question we didn't answer, Um, what do you predict our 2022 team ranking for football recruiting at the end of the cycle? Only reason I ask it again is because it was UC Merck and he would slide into the DMs if we didn't
0: actually answer. 30th. 20,
1: 27th. I think top 30 oh, is – Top 30 is fair.
2: I think it's going to be like once everything shakes out, it's going to be more somewhere between 30 and 40. Um, I'll go 38 or
1: 38. Uh, in honor of one of the least favorite road trips coming up on Friday to ECU, what are your top three road trips, football or basketball, you want to make in the new Big 12? Kansas I've heard- Basketball. I've heard fantastic things about traveling to West Virginia. I've never been, so you've what? I've never been to West Virginia. Like that. Actual... You've heard.
2: You've heard fantastic things about traveling to watch a game I, as a UC yeah. fan at West Virginia.
1: I hear it's a fun environment. I don't know. I don't know why you're getting so mad at me. <laughs> Jeez, I'm just because of questions. Okay. I... I heard. I heard going to campus and being in the stadium for football is fun. With UC gear on. I, listen, I know you're probably going to get dip spit on you about seventeen times.
2: You're going to get batteries thrown at you. You're going to get rednecks. They're going to punch you in the face.
1: I'll be in the press box, bro. <laughs> Until wearing, you leave, wearing
0: neutral colors. Neutral colors is key. <laughs>
2: It's not West Virginia. That is not the fucking answer.
0: Kansas basketball. Uh,
2: Kansas basketball. A thousand percent. We're think- loading Iowa up in the car.
0: Basketball.
2: I'd like to go to Iowa State. I, I, um, we're loading up the car that first UC Kansas game. Oh, yeah. In the fog. Like, we we own it. We going. Mm-hmm. Got to go. As many deep as we can go. I got the hotels. I got the, like, the, like I got it. We're like going. us? Yeah. All right, let's like go. the crew, we're going.
1: That'd be fun. That'd be a lot I think, of fun. I think Oklahoma State, like for football, uh, Oklahoma State, Baylor, like some of those deep south, would State, be water. I don't.
2: I don't I, Oklahoma State sounds fun. I don't have any desire to go to Lubbock. What about Waco? Um, I have any desire to go to Waco.
0: That's the weird thing about football. The, is Dallas?
2: Like, Dallas is fun. I go to. I've got a good friend in Dallas. I go to Dallas. Dallas is far. Though. Like I drive. I don't. I don't. I'm not a fly. Guy. I, I drive. Dallas is a long
0: drive. How Kansas about Kansas State, How about State a wild card? A no, we're not going to go to Manhattan. How about a wild? I know. I
2: like Manhattan. I've been to Manhattan. I like Manhattan. Manhattan's a really cool college
0: town. A wild card of uh, BYU for a football game? No. <laughs>
1: I th- I think that'd be fun.
2: Three point two.
1: I think that'd be fun, man.
2: Yeah. You, how how many beers is it going to take Aaron to get drunk at three point two ABV?
0: Uh, three point two. Yeah, he's he's a you, cheap date.
2: You a bitch. You a bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm I'm excited to see uh, Orlando again. <laughs> hey, you know what? The bounce house is pretty fun. It is all right. Moving on. We Especially when you're winning. On Go the ahead. basketball. Not really nervous tonight, more excited for an opportunity, really nothing to lose. Hope the boys go out and play the chairs off. They sure did. Who wins a fist fight between Mick and Wes? That's a great question.
2: (laughs) Mick is a West sider. Like, Wes has got Southern hospitality. Like, I think Wes would scrap, but I'd I'd probably have to go. I'm guessing. If I had to guess, Mick has been in more fist fights than Wes.
1: Wes is going to catch a lead pipe that came out of nowhere.
2: Right, like Mick's from the west side. Like
1: there, there it would not just be fists. There, something right. else would happen, and you know he he'd make
0: make use of his surroundings. Mick would, is a west sider. Would Mick do the Conor McGregor walk afterwards? One hundred percent. Who drops the so. first f bomb during the struggle? Yes. Man, I mean, come on. I, I, I am neutral on both of those answers. I love them both. Amen. All right. What, what did I you mean, think? We're the, just talking about a fight,
2: it's just a straight up fight, a what,
0: what
1: did you What did you think of the Bearcats' upset win over Illinois tonight? We covered that ad nauseum. No, that was
2: posted hours before the game.
1: It was six hours ago.
0: Rewind five, five. this and then watch it again. Re, <laughs> Re, I'm
2: just saying. Kudos to that motherfucker.
0: Reed, because that Reed was tape, posted
1: but
2: a long time
1: ago. It, it and didn't, ha- didn't uh, well necessarily have to age well.
2: Fucking done. Cana two.
1: Free membership for you. <laughs> What's your well updated- done? <laughs> What's your updated record projection for this team?
2: There's gonna be a rough patch. Uh I'm I'm over 20 now. Um, I'm out of the 17, the 19.
1: I, I would agree. I, are you think, joining us Aaron? I would I would say under 20, I think, would be a, a little bit of a disappointment at this point. Because the guys are playing for him. I mean. Right. And Vic is the wild card. Mm-hmm. There's 25 games left.
2: And you only need, th- there, there's 26 games left, right? There's 31 games. There's 26 games left. And you only need fifteen more wins to get to twenty. Like the math just says Let's that go. the the equation has changed. You beat your first two P five opponents. We'll see what happens.
0: Arkansas so arena is going to be
2: officially one. This fan base is in on West Miller now. Mm-hmm. In in on if West they, Miller now. If
1: they weren't already,
2: right? Like in in they were in. After tonight, they're in-in. I'll go 21 to 23. With still the ability to adjust as we move forward.
1: Here's a follow-up question that I'll ask that wasn't on the board. Um, Where do you put them currently in the AAC projections?
2: I, I would move them above UCF.
0: Undefeated UCF.
2: Johnny Dawkins used to like you taking Johnny Dawkins or Wes Miller, bro.
0: No, I'm taking Wes Miller. I was just adding in that they're undefeated.
2: Yeah. Uh, For you're putting them
1: above SMU. I'm, I'm putting them. SMU no just one, lost. No, one, no one can Did see I, my fingers, but I'm, I'm showing you what, I, where I put them. I, I think that right now they've slid to four.
2: Houston is still a problem. Really fucking good. Memphis yeah. looks really fucking good. Mm-hmm. They do. Who do you have at three?
0: Cincinnati,
1: you're putting them all the way to three.
0: Yes, I saw Wichita State, they're extremely beatable. SMU just lost to who did they lose to tonight, some not good team.
1: I don't want to overreact at Illinois because I think they're still reeling from their last loss to Marquette. So, I'm they won s- by 20, bro. I understand. It's, I'm, I'm just gonna say four.
0: They didn't win just- by four, Aaron. They won by 20, man.
1: Ah, thank you. All right, can we give Wes Miller a huge raise and contract
0: extension now? Yes, um,
1: sure. Followed up by give him all the monies. Deal, yeah.
2: all of the monies. Man, Wes is like
0: Wes is the man. Golly,
1: what a well, we've guy! Been saying that all offseason, bro. We have, bro. Um, what is the greatest individual athletic accomplishment in the history of sports, and why is it Joey Chestnut? Eating 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Oh.
2: Victor Lockin. Yeah. Like any That's of easy. the things he's done. I'm going Victor Lockin.
1: Okay. Um I'd say <laughs> I'd say Kobe's 81.
2: And for me, it's it's always one guy. The answer is actually always one guy.
1: How's that anything,
2: not... any, anything Bo Jackson did?
1: How how's oh over Kobe's 81? That's a lot of points in an NBA game in the like now times, not like go not the ABA times. Go watch Bo Jackson.
0: I've seen Bo Jackson. I was alive. Such a sad thing about Bo Jackson. I my my addition. My my addition to Cincy Thoroughbred is if, if you think Joey Chestnut eating 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes is impressive, wait until you see the man Chug Beers. Wow. That is the epitome. Of impressed, can
2: drink. He can drink
0: shocker. I I caught it right in front of my eye. Him going up against one of my friends who I think is the best beer chugger that I know, and he demolished him absolutely wiped the floor with him. So, big time Joey Chestnut.
1: All right, Skins enters the chat. Yes, my man. We had a nice run on TV shows, but it's time to get down to the most important question. Assuming Brent won the Mega Millions and decided to reboot the classic Van Wilder, who plays what role and who is playing Richard? Me, as in skins. Nick O, Rick Boring. Follow-up question in a choose-your-own-adventure. Which character would Aaron best portray? Gwyneth Paltrow's amazing performance as Tracy Mills in Seven, Lenny of Mice and Men, or John Creasy in, in Man on Fire? P.S. I think Dave plays Van Wilder. Both were in school about the same amount of time. Brent is Gwen. Aaron is Taj. Chad is Hutch. Carrie is Professor McDougal, and not sure who plays Sick Boy. Wow, impressive. I don't. I don't know how
2: I'm not Van Wilder in this thing. I would agree. Like I, get, I would. I get that Dave like. Spent eight years at Tennessee, but didn't all of these other people also spend all of that time at Florida State with Bert Kreischer?
1: I, I, I'm not arguing you. I, I think you are Van. So I think I'm Van. You're you're the guy who's in charge of the sinking ship that isn't a sinking ship, but is a sinking ship, right?
2: You and like, I, mean? like I, I, I just I come up with whatever, like. All right, we got to figure something out. Let's let's figure it out.
1: I think me as Taj is spot on.
2: Yeah, I think you as Taj is pretty good.
1: Especially with all of the conversations we have.
2: You as Taj is pretty good.
1: Write that down.
2: Uh, I think Brent is probably Professor McDougal. Are you familiar with Professor McDougal, Brent?
0: I am familiar, yeah.
2: Like, you believe in me? You know, like, you're, you're there. Yeah. It's a support system. Like, right. you, you know, you could jump ship. You could be like, fuck this. I'm not doing this shit anymore. You're busy at work. You got other stuff going on. But, like, you believe weddings. in the, the pirate. Yeah, you've got weddings to go to. You've got friends all around the world. Like, I think you're Professor McDougal.
0: Fair, fair. I, but I believe in you, Van. Thank you. Write this down.
2: Um boy, it gets tough from there. Who's Gwen? Is Dave (laughs) Gwen?
0: That's giving a lot of love to Dave there. Oh man. I mean, look. Van Wilder Tara Reed after this. Van Van
2: Wilder Tara Reed is as hot as hot gets.
0: Fell in love. It's
2: it's a sad state to see. Where that was before Reed that was, is now.
0: That was
1: before the botched plastic surgeries.
0: Yeah, that yes. was like yes. peak. that was peak Tara Reid. Like like that scene at the pool party when she's like coming in. I was just like. I think Dave is that.
2: probably Hutch, right? Dave, like Dave and I, just flipped from what Skin said. Dave is Hutch, like the, the tailgates. Dave after dark. You know, I think Dave has a lot of Hutch to him. Mm-hmm. Um. Still, there, there's none of you I want to have sex with, so I just don't know that there's a glance.
1: I think I think Skins is Eric Estrada.
0: <laughs> I think that's there.
1: <laughs> who, that's who played?
0: There. Who played Eric
1: Estrada? <laughs> yeah, he played Eric Estrada.
0: Punch. <laughs> um, Who's the dog? I'm just. I'm
2: joking. <laughs> Oh Ed. my god, Kel- Kelly is sick boy. Okay, that's that was. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't need to do that. <laughs> I
1: wasn't <having> that joke.
2: <laughs> I didn't have like, it. Like somebody had to do it. It could only be me, so somebody had to do it. um I think that's like that's it for most of the mains, right?
1: Yeah. Who's Mick? What about Hutch? Who's Mick? Hutch was played by. No, a- Say, say Dave. Oh, you said Dave. I think Dave I is Hutch, right? Like yeah. Dave has yeah, the yeah.
2: tailgate. Like you know, he's always got the yeah. party scene going on. I think Dave is Hutch. Who is Mick? Then we got. We do have to have a, a dick bag. Mick,
1: Mick Mick would be a booger as as campus cop.
2: Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Who who's the dick bag of this
0: crew? Hmm.
2: Who wears tidy whities? I Think General wears tidy whities
0: Ed. I'll let you Ed? guys answer that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ed Ed will be like Ed will be sad tomorrow if we make him dick bag.
1: He would be. He, he would be, be the, he could be Shermanator.
2: He could be the Shermanator. It's very true. This list I got is like uh, it's out of order.
1: What about the Just fact that Aaron? On, I didn't even know Aaron Paul was in that movie. Yeah, I mean,
2: that's a, it's a it's a classic. Yeah, like too say, big of a, uh, his,
1: his, his, of a role. his his character is wasted guy. All right, Jeff, you win. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jeff is wasted guy. Yeah. <laughs> He could Christopher D. Grace, who's uh who is listed as drunken frat guy.
1: I don't know who that is. Yeah, like that's
2: Aaron. That's probably Aaron, actually, just random drunken frat guy.
1: Taj is <laughs> right? perfect though. Yeah,
2: Taj is great for you.
1: All right, moving on. Um, the second part of that question though, um, the it's two just different of-
2: ways for you to get killed.
1: Well, pretty much.
2: We're gonna make you the head in the box. So all right. all right. Seven.
1: With Thanksgiving this week, what dish are you most excited to grub on Thursday? Turkey. Everybody
2: like everybody wants to talk about the sides. The star fucking Thanksgiving is the turkey.
1: We're doing deep fried this year for the first time. Ooh. I'm
2: doing roast. I'm going old, I'm going roasted. I'm gonna fuck, I'm gonna nail a roasted turkey. I did smoke last year. I've done deep fried. I want to do an old school roaster pan. Legit turkey.
0: What you got, Brent? You know, I love every single part of Thanksgiving. I, I love putting gravy on everything. I love mashed potatoes. I love turkey. I love ham even. I, I love it all. I, I even love deviled eggs. Like, I love it all. But for me, the the cherry on top is always the next day, a turkey, the turkey sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. yeah, with some mayo, mayo, salt, white bread, little, little, little salt pepper, and Jack. pepper. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that right there, yeah. I I'm excited. Very. The next on day turkey day.
2: sandwich is le- next level. The, oh, the next it's day elite. turkey sandwich is next level for sure. It's elite. Which is, here's here's but I'm very excited. Here's here's something for you to make easy for your Thanksgiving dinner. Ready. A lot of people call it corn pudding. Mm-hmm. We call it three corn casserole.
0: Okay. And it's
2: it's a mix of my cornbread recipe. Mm-hmm. Two cans of cream corn. Can two corn. cans of corn. Two cans of corn. Okay. Two basically servings of how you would make cornbread. And then two cups of vanilla pudding.
1: Mm. Mm.
2: Mix it all up. Put it in the oven.
1: Does it does it crisp on top? Not really. It's
2: more like like
1: like because we have we have a corn casserole that crisps on top, and it's it sounds very similar to that. Would include
2: I think that a corn like that would probably include cheese, right? If you did a corn casserole, that's where the crisp would come from. I,
1: I don't cook, so I couldn't tell you. It
2: ends up looking on the top like cornbread.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so it, if but you just it, like the way you know it's, it's
2: done is you do the the toothpick test where you not put a toothpick in. Not
1: not like a crunchy crisp, but like crisp or you like like a golden a, brown. Yeah, where you cut it with a fork. Yeah, yeah. Sounds very similar. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm here so for that. Man. Two cans in. of
2: corn, two cans of cream corn, two serving or two portions of how you make your cornbread. Two cups of vanilla pudding to give it the sweet. And put it in the oven at like 350. If you want to get a little frisky, you can go 375 to crank it up a little bit. Oh, and then you just do the toothpick test. When the toothpick comes out clean, that shit's done. Wow, and it's delicious.
1: I'm gonna surprise nobody by telling you guys that I'm a side guy. So I of thoroughly appreciate the sweet potato casserole, the corn casserole. I'm not a
2: like I'm a the I'm green not a bean sweet casserole.
1: Guy. The mashed potato. You like stuffing? I like cranberry sauce, like the canned cranberry, like in slices. <laughs> I'm here lunatic. for all of that, man. I'm here for all of that. Do you like stuffing? I it like the. Like, Here's the thing: I don't like the homemade
2: stuffing. Stuff. There's good, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't yeah, like. I don't the like box
1: the stuffing. homemade stuff.
2: I like you the, like, I like the box. The, I like the stovetop
1: stuffing. You're That's so fine. ghetto. That's fine. No, I love You're the so stuffing that ghetto. is inside of that damn turkey. Let nope. me get
0: in there, baby. I don't, want, I
1: don't want any part of any of that. I want the stove top.
2: You suck so bad. That's
1: that's fine. But I'm double not. A, eggs, I'm not. Underrated. I took.
2: I double. Double eggs are good.
1: Double um, eggs are I fire. Took,
2: I took a lot of heat on Twitter today because I said I'm not. A, I'm just not a sweet
1: potato guy. But that's the mailbag. <laughs>
0: Fantastic. Anything else, guys? Two
1: hours and twenty-five minutes. Let's get the f-
0: out of here. Okay. Anything else, Chad? Nope. You know what, guys. I think we need to give some thank yous. We've already thanked the seniors, but we need to thank Luke Fickle and Wes Miller for making this one of the best weeks in Bearcat sports that I can remember in a very long time. Huge day tomorrow for the basketball team. They take on the Can. Sorry, Jesus, the Kansas State. They they almost didn't make a comeback. They they, were they did. They seven. got it close. Yeah, yeah, they they did. But they take on Arkansas, another ranked opponent. And how about this, Wes Miller? Playing for a championship in Game Six of his tenure—that is just incredible. Don't forget that you can tune in with us at nine fifteen tomorrow on Pardon the
1: Functuation
0: on YouTube, and we'll be live reacting to the did game.
2: Did you pay for that ad? Did you pay for
0: that ad? Yeah, he didn't. But you know what? We'll let it fly. <laughs> let it fly. It's all part of the umbrella. And also, you'll get a quick uh, reaction to the um, College Football Playoff reveal CFP, as well. So. Yeah. Reveal. So a, a lot going on, man, a lot going on. And then, of course, on Friday, it's been in so many plates, Friday, three 30 after, you know, while you're eating your leftover Turkey sandwich, very tasty. Uh, check on the Bearcats as they travel to Greenville ECU. And then of course the weekend, more basketball, man, this is a great time to be a Bearcat fan. And this was a phenomenal, phenomenal episode of the BBP. So big, thank you to Aaron Smith. Into Chad Brendel, my good friends and partners in crime. I am Brent Young. Yet again, this was the BVP presented by BearcatJournal.com. See ya!